I'm going upstairs, uh, about to go to my bedroom. I'm broke. I, I I lost all my money gambling. I have ten dollar chip. Put it on eleven. It hits. I get three hundred sixty bucks, and that feeling. And I only know this because I think we had Isla like a week after or before. It's like having a daughter. It was better than having a daughter. <laughs> it was so much better. Hundred percent. It's a good point about uh, about abortion, Sal. I think there sh- we should get rid of it too. Yeah. The I don't do that as good as Tom. Tom throws me under the bus. <laughs> you didn't even let me. I was going to piggyback on it. You were like, yeah. I don't, that's, I don't, I, that's, that's how I lead my conversations because I, I want to get it out of the way. Because it's the most important topic up top. Do you ever feel lucky that you have the impractical jokers? Um, yeah, every day. <laughs> <laughs> I said I saw, I saw. No, I really wish I could go back to Prudential Securities. <laughs> I said I saw uh I saw uh uh Dave, I saw David Spade and Chris Farley and I was like I was like I was like god man that would suck to be Spade who loses an ultimate comic foil. Oof. Like an ultimate comic foil. Yeah. Like like a guy that you gel with the ultimate right the pretty, pretty ultimate much, yeah and then i was like man I, I i hope i get as lucky and as in the middle of saying that i went oh i have tom like i have tom right, right and then right. you go oh i got i got my guy right, right i just right. gotta make sure he doesn't die right. and, and i bought him a race car so i'm not certain that's gonna <laughs> know, happen that. as soon as i got him in the race car i went that might not have been the best idea yeah but do you ever feel like that like when you go okay oh, okay, get, okay, well, right, okay when i get people race cars i generally <laughs> If you had to pick one impractical joker, you got to get rid of the rest of it and they go, we just need two of you guys. It's just. The, oh, just you mean, I thought you were going to say if you had to pick one to buy a race car for. Wait, who'd you, you buy pick, a race car pick for? Pick one and the other two die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to kill two impractical jokers. You're starting with this? If I had to kill two of them? <laughs> if you, Murray knows he's dead. Murray knows. <laughs> we've, we've been banging that drum for, for a decade. <laughs> oh. we've come a long way though oh my god oh fucking can you believe we, I, we, I was you were pointing at the joy theater do you remember we did that right after the impractical jokers cruise yeah what a week that was man. i've never had i haven't had uh i haven't had fireball since that day are you serious yes, the last time i had fireball so what a blast that cruise was on you really yeah. brought your you really brought all of your I was, essence i was worth the ten thousand dollars you yeah. paid me we paid you more than ten thousand dollars that was my deal I was, we I paid was, you more than that no it was ten thousand dollars i was i was happy to have it i was i was I, very happy i to have thought it. we gave you twenty five thousand mm, dollars you can call nick right now but i'm almost certain it might have been 25 yeah i'm pretty sure it, it might was. have been but i was i was i'm i i'll tell you what here's the deal if you pay me money for uh like a private or something like that yeah. right i feel like i'm getting away with it yeah, like I'm, yeah. i felt like i was getting at ten, by the it way is, at ten, it's a great deal at ten thousand dollars i felt like i was getting away with right. it. i was getting a free cruise <laughs> i was getting to hang out with a bunch of great comics i don't normally get to hang out with right 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 and i was getting introduced to your fan base yeah, so, yeah. and i remember being like i remember being like i'm gonna make my money i'm gonna i'm gonna make my money's worth yeah and did. i i mean I, I i was out of my i never spent and i had a great fucking room I, I was in the gave Eagles you, yeah, crow's we, nest, yeah. and I spent all the time down the down the thing. I yeah. drank with everyone all day, every day, and that last fucking night, that last night. Do you remember gambling on the floor, oh. shirts off? Oh yeah, yeah mama yeah, needs yeah, a new yeah, pair of shoes. Yeah, yeah. I was so fucking yes. drunk. I wasn't there, but I heard from everybody. It was epic. Yeah, it was, it's a fun time, man. We had just finished the first sober October. 
Yes, that's right. I was yes. skinny. I felt good. Yeah, because the cruise pulled away on November 1st. Yeah. November 1st, because we got to New Orleans on Halloween the night before. We celebrated was, my birthday on the boat. Which was all crazy. Yeah, and my birthday was the 6th. Yeah. Yeah, and then we were doing the joy the day we docked, the birthday bash. I I mean, I went so hard on that cruise that I lo- I come 100% lost my voice. One hundred. You're, you always feel like you're losing your voice, though. Do you ever notice that? Yeah, yeah. Well, on the cruise, certain. Yeah. And if I do like a long weekend, if I do like a five-show weekend, I'm losing it. I lost my voice. <laughs> Tom never loses his voice because he doesn't speak. He has, <laughs> he has no energy. Like, he never. I've never heard him shout. Yeah. I've never seen him, like, lose his temper. I've seen him lose his temper. I've seen him lose his temper. Yeah. I've seen him lose. Anyone editing this has seen him lose his temper. <laughs> anyone that anyone this works for he us. He looks like he can lose his temper. But he doesn't. He's, like, soft-spoken. And he has a nice way about him. But he also, like, if I was his kid, like, he looks like he could turn a switch and be, like, scary. You know, like, you know, be really, like, if he was pissed off, I'd be like, oh, shit. He, Tom's got a vibe where it feels like you'd wa- you could walk in, he'd be breathing heavy, covered in blood, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got out of, I got out of myself. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry about this. Sorry about all it this. All happened I, so I, fast. Uh, yeah, it all happened yeah, so yeah, fast. Yeah. <laughs> So which which so you kill Murr and then it'd be you and Q, yeah. I, I mean, I guess <laughs> I'm Q's, eating Q. I'm eating Q tomorrow. Actually, in Vegas, we're going to AEW uh, wrestling pay per view, double or nothing at the T-Mobile Center. For real? Yeah. We we started. I don't know if you like you know wrestling. I got into it again a few years back, and now AEW has been on for like the last two years. It's like the only and they're connected thing. with TBS, but true. Yeah. Of course. Of course, you yeah. know what I'm talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah, who just left and went to WWE? But I know. But um, uh, by the way, I got all the back backyard scoop. Oh, do you? On the day the day that he knew he was mm, maybe I shouldn't say this, Cody. Right. But, but the the as soon as things started going in motion, uh, he talked to me, and and maybe Rosario. Okay. All right. Me or Jen, me or Rosario, like pulled us aside and was like, "Here's what's going on." And I was, I'm, I've always been a proponent of of. Uh, yeah, I, the business is business. You got to yeah, do the yeah. biggest thing I think, for you. I think they. I think that's understood in the wrestling business as well. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Because I was talking to Jericho a little bit right after that because he he was a guest on our show and uh, he was like, "Yeah, you know, you got to do what you got to do for your family and your life and business." You know. Yeah. So you get that. I I thought I, I was under the impression. I guess I was just ill informed that Cody was like had a stake in the company. No, he did. I think he. I, I think I, he I, was, I heard that he was just literally like you know uh, you know independent contract. I don't know. Oh, maybe I'm incorrect. But so that's why I was surprised that he was leaving. But anyway, uh, I have had a relationship with WWE for like five or six years. Really? And uh, yeah, we tried a few times to do something with them. I I was a correspondent at WrestleMania and did some fun stuff with them. I know all the wrestlers like you know, friends and stuff, and I'll go hang out in the back and this and that. But we never really got to do like an actual storyline or something with them. Yeah. And fast forward now, AEW is on our network. A lot of fr- our friends are over there, and we've been throwing it around, and they are kind of into it. So now we're, like, talking to them to see how we can do some type of, like, storyline. So, yeah, so we're, you know, we, Q met Tony Khan, who is, like, the the owner, who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, like, like crazy guy. And, uh, yeah, and so we're, like, working towards something. So I'm going to fly to Vegas to, like, show face and, and, and see their pay-per-view and, and hang out. So wait, what's a weekend in Vegas look like with you and Q? <laughs> Because I'll tell you what a weekend in, well, in yeah. Vegas with me and Tom looks like. Yeah, is we get there and I'm at the bar and he walks up to the bar and he's like, "You already started." Okay. And I go, "Yeah." What are we doing tonight? And he's like, "I got reservations at the nicest restaurant 
in all of this is tom yeah my reservations for the nicest restaurant in all of vegas it's really hard to get in i made i pulled a favor i had rogan call the chef the chef told the manager the manager's getting us in but it but it but you got to dress up do you have any nice clothes i go i have t-shirts he goes motherfucker okay all right don't worry about it i'll make a call then he says tomorrow morning we're gonna wake up i got spa days set for us and then we're gonna go over to the mall they've got a rolex store i got us a private showing they've got some some pieces pulled out for us we're gonna go there and then and then i figured later in the day there's got a great porsche deal like that's the way tom tom sets up a weekend (laughs) wow so and i am along for the ride and then i go you have a drink with me and he's like i'll have one drink i go let's do doubles we do doubles and then he's like motherfucker and then and then i get him off the rails okay but he is very specific about a good place to eat uh he'll wear a he'll wear like a a nice blazer to dinner i won't do it okay we have so now walk me through you and q okay well i am a mix of you two okay you are a mix of me Uh, and Tom. yeah because i will make that reservation okay i will also uh in this day and age now try to get like a private area for a pool I, I don't go in the public area. It's too much of a scene. I'm always, I've been private my whole life and I don't even like that my whole life anyway, but I can't like you guys, like if we're getting, a, if we're getting a restaurant, I ask if I can get in the corner or in another room or something, you know what I mean? Just because like, especially in Vegas, that's like right in line with, you know, that's your brand. The, the demographic. I yeah. Have. Your There's demographic is, you know, and I can't, it, and, and with us, it's like, it's like, I imagine you're going through this real hardcore right now because you are used through and through and you put yourself out there yeah. and your family and people feel like they know you yeah. and it's not like you're someone where they see like oh that i love that guy he's in a movie he's in been five movies they're like there's still no like you don't have feel that no filter connection no they and you you encourage it this is just so you you'll you'll relate it's just like there's no barrier no filter no right. anything it's i know you we're already buddies we could be buddies i know how you are i want to be the way you are with your friend like head like both feet in right yeah right. and tom, so, tom sets up a wall yeah he knows people know that when they see him there's a wall don't okay. go talk to him okay they know that about him well that's people pretty- have emailed him and said hey I'm, a, I'm sorry i looked at you at the airport the other day <laughs> i knew it was you i didn't mean to look at you that look he gets yeah it's because it, he but he's got like a like a like a leave me alone look yeah I, it's just his look it's not you know yeah yeah so, so you're a mix of both so like i i i have social like i don't want to like i don't want attention i want people yelling at me i don't want people videoing me so I do, I try to do everything on the sly when I'm there, but we'll, you know, I'll go to, I, I do shows. I like u- using Vegas for what Vegas, I don't gamble. Okay. I, I don't, don't care. I don't care about gambling, but I we'll, like giving other people money to gamble. That's fun. Like I like taking a thousand dollars, going to a table <laughs> yeah. and giving everyone a hundred bucks and going, Hey guys, bet reckless with that hundred bucks. I love that feeling. That's fun. Cause it, for me to lose a thousand dollars doesn't ruin my life. Right. Right. To win. I put it, I put, uh, someone knows the real number. I'm, my numbers are all off. I put a hundred dollars on on eleven one time and it hit one hundred twenty five dollars on eleven and it hit and a five five grand or something like that yeah at thirty six hundred dollars yeah. four four grand or something yeah and I and I uh and the only good part of the story is I was the only one at the table it was just me and the dealer we both had masks on yeah and I got to witness her eyes realize. I'd put $125 on one number. It hit. And I all I saw were her eyes. She was Asian. Not that that matters, but she was an Asian lady. And she went like this. Like, oh, my God. Like, like yeah. She and I, sees that. And then I went. <laughs> I gave her 500 bucks. And then I, but it didn't feel like I wanted it to feel. 
Yeah. I wanted it to feel. I remember when I, I remember right around when we had Isla, we were, I was in old Vegas, like on the strip. Sure. And I put, at the end of the night, I put $10 on 11. Uh, I was walking up to my room. I had $10 chip. Why is that your number? 11 my number. It's always been my number. Why? Doubles are always my number. Okay. I'm crazy. If I see double numbers, I do a little prayer. If I see, I, I look for double numbers every time I was up on the treadmill. I see zero, all zeros all across and I go, boom, we're hitting out of the park today. Okay. I, double numbers are my thing. Okay. I was 22 in high school for baseball. 11's always been my number. I was 111 for when I was in safe escort. So 11's always my number. I put $10 on 11. I'm going, I'm going upstairs. Uh, about to go to my bedroom i'm broke I, I i lost all my money gambling i have ten dollar chip put it on 11 it hits i get 360 bucks and that feeling and i only know this because i think we had isla like a week after i remember or before it's like having a daughter it was better than having a daughter. <laughs> it was so much better it was so much better it was so much better it was because it was instant you weren't waiting nine months it was just there <laughs> instant gratification yeah instant gratification and the only thing i feel close to that now is like when i did last time i did uh vegas by the way shout out i'm in vegas september 3rd and 4th or july. not vegas uh atlantic city atlantic city ah, 3rd and 4th i'm in vegas july 15th at the are virgin, you really the theater at the virgin yeah oh the, you're gonna love that place really it's new i heard yeah yeah it's fucking awesome okay it's um, the old hard rock uh whatever it was called i'm at the hard rock in atlantic city nah nice. yeah september 3rd and 4th um we have a great Rolex hookup there if you're interested in Rolex. You know, I, I I don't do the watch thing. I, I, you're, I, you were a shoe guy when I first met you. I do the shoe thing. <laughs> Why are you looking at these? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm looking not, at those going, yeah, but these, you I used do, to be a shoe guy. I am a shoe guy. <laughs> but these are just, these are my favorite shoes of all time. You but I, California, I you're going to wear those. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I'm still a shoe. I got like a couple hundred, two, three hundred pairs or whatever. But uh, the watches I never did. But um, I did finally do it once. I, I had my dad with me in Vegas. And we went to the Rolex store. Dad? I bought us both How Rolexes. Right now he's seventy six. Okay, my dad's seventy four. Yeah. So you bought you both Rolexes. about three years ago. He was with me in Vegas, and I was like, I want to buy my dad a Rolex. I, I wanted to buy him one, you know, like more than yeah. me. But uh, I went. What did you buy? What did you buy? Uh, Cellini. Cellini. Type it in. C e l l i n i. I got him one that's like black face with like diamond little little di little diamonds in it, and I got mine like a classic, uh, just white face silver with black strap. So I end up I got us matching matching ones. Oh, nice! That's yeah. really nice. Yeah, uh, kind of like that. So, so what? What? Uh, Not that specific one, but like like uh, I guess there's different versions. But yeah, so I just was like, I did that. I was like an experience I always wanted to have with did him. Did your dad have money growing? Did you have money no, growing? No, nothing. Up? No. What did your dad do? My dad, well, he had a lot of jobs all the time, but he um, was New York City sanitation. Okay. And then he also mafia. mafia? No, everyone. Is that thinks what that, that means? No, no. I thought that. No, like... no, no. He was legitimately, you know, the city <laughs> of New York sanitation man. Yeah. Uh, and then he um, was the superintendent of the apartment buildings we lived in. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to that. Leanne did that. Yeah. Le no, Leanne was the manager of the apartment buildings we lived in. Yeah. So we got free rent. It was fucking That's awesome. What, yeah, he got the free rent. It was fucking awesome. She was on call nonstop. Yeah. So you'd be having dinner and someone would come down and be like, I mean, the littlest things. I'm having a panic attack. And she'd be like, oh, okay. Oh, my dad has so many great stories. Really? Like, he was everything. So, like, he had, oh, there's a smell coming from this one. Can't get in. Knocking, can't get in. Gets a ladder. Goes second floor through the window. Goes in. Dead guy in his bed just bloated and everything had to call the cops and all those kind of stories. Like he's seen some shit from that. Really? Yeah. Where did your dad, do your dad grow up in Staten Island? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did, what, what did your grandfather do? <clears throat> um, 
they were both in the army. Really? Yeah, and then retired, and then came home, and my grandpa was like a mechanic. Like, in the army in World War Two. Yeah. And then move out to Levittown? No, I'm in... St- I'm no, but no, but like, remember they made those houses. My grandfather was in the army. Oh. I wonder if my grandfather knew your grandfather. Well, the army's big. <laughs> you know, that's... What did, you, what did your grandfather do? In the, did he storm the beaches in Normandy? No, but he saw actual frontline war. He was... One of my grandpas did. My other didn't, but he... um Dead now? Oh, it has to be. He, he he no, he passed six years ago. Okay, ninety six. Wow, right before his ninety sixth birthday. My grandparents are like my best friends. Really? Yeah, yeah. I never met my grandfather's. Oh, whoa! No way. No, the closest thing I have to meeting my grandfather is uh, he kept a diary in World War Two, and my dad photocopied. My dad has it. My dad photocopied it and sent it to me, and it was. It's. I don't mean this. I, I guess everyone in World War Two is dead, so I, I mean it comically. Then maybe not necessarily. But. I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, I guess there's some like probably a hundred year old dude. Yeah. I'm not sure he's into podcasts. You never know now. It's yeah. ubiquitous. Right now he just Googled World War II and, <laughs> yeah. and two bears, one cave. So uh he said uh his his diary entry said, uh so we're it tomorrow doesn't sound that bad. We're going to somewhere called Omaha Beach. I'm kind of curious to see what the beaches in France look like. Oh my god. <laughs> Had no clue. Whoa, had no clue he was going. And to, he was part of that. And he's doing it. <laughs> fucking imagine being on the boat, going, "All right, we're pulling into Omaha Beach," and he's like, "Oh, we're going to the beach. Right, right. Oh, this isn't going to be bad. This will be nice. Maybe yeah. we'll hang out on the beach a little bit. Wear my some, shorts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month, when you purchase a three-month plan, more like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office, and we have been saving so much money since switching over, and setting up on Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bears. That's mintmobile.com slash bears. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bears. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three months plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Is your beer fridge feeling a little empty? DoorDash is your door to beer without the run. Whatever drink you're in the mood for, they've got you. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code BEARS24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. I mean, there's like sometimes you just don't want to leave. That's me. Once we're at a spot and we're hanging out, I just don't want to leave. And now you don't have to. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25%, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code BEARS24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. 
Damn, man. But, but he was that generation that moved to Levittown. They, so Levittown was set up for GIs. Okay. It was the it was the initial track housing. Okay. So track housing was, Google it real quick, Halston. Um, he came to Brooklyn, my grandpa, and then from Brooklyn to Staten Island. Okay, he came. Yeah, after the the war, he came to Brooklyn. He was young. Oh, no, he he then he went. He went and met my grandmother in Puerto Rico. And my grand, that's, oh, that's right. I forget you're like part Cuban too, yeah, right? Cuban and Puerto Rican, yeah. Oh, wow. I always thought you were Italian for some reason. Half. Okay. My dad's Italian, my mom's Italian. Yeah. But uh he was in he was in Papua New Guinea in like literally like on the ground war. Like, you know, like same thing. He I have I take his stories with me. That's one thing I'm I'm doing actually uh for future generations of my family. I'm writing and recording all the stories I've heard from my grandparents and my own, uh, something I want just to pass down because they, they get lost. They die with them. If I don't retell the stories he told me, nobody's hearing them. You know, it's just wild. And he told me those stories growing up. I've heard everything 10 times, but I, cause we wanted to, Yeah, you know? So it's like, I really, really want to pass that along. Our kids can, you know, our kids, 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 kids can watch our podcast and stuff too. But I really want to like, I feel a, a dearth in knowing about my family. Yeah. And, my, and my, my family that came before me, like I really do. So then tell me about your family before you, because I know Tom's family were llama sh- sh- shepherds in Peru. Okay. That, yeah. They used to run llamas up to the top of Machu Picchu, grab uh, cortisone mushrooms, and then bring them back down. It's okay. Tom's whole family. That's crazy because my family did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, all I know is my, Tom's mom's Peruvian. Yeah. That's all I know. And farts a lot. <laughs> farts a lot. That's all I know. I know Tom's, Tom's dad was in Vietnam. Um, I know Tom's dad was a power lifter. Um, I know I, I've listened wow. to, because we're both, I think we're both have very close relationships with our dad. Yeah. I know more about Tom's dad than I know about Tom's mom. Okay. Uh, I, I take that back. I know that she has a tight knit group of, of Peruvian friends. Okay. Um, in south florida those peruvians the well they, they I, I mix up some of tom's uh family with my other best friend wicho whose dad was uh it was a white dude that married a peruvian okay so i mixed the two up all right but um but wait tell me about your family well i don't really know much past my own grandparents which always bothered me and i as a kid when i was younger i got a notebook and i started interviewing my grandparents I have that somewhere and I have to get, it. I was trying to do a family tree. I bought like a book at like Barnes and Noble about tra- tracing your family tree and everything. Yeah. Like I've always, I've always circled these, this, but I'd never done it. I asked to be on that show where they track your family. Oh. I put my name in the hat for that. Really? I would I, love for them. To I want to, I just want to know so bad. I'm going to hire someone to do it anyway. But my dad's dad worked for the parks department of New York city after the, so there were city workers, you know? Yeah. And my, uh, my grandmother worked um, at a mental institution. Bellevue? Uh, no, it was on Staten Island. She worked at like a, a section of the hospital that dealt with, you know, like, uh, I guess, yeah, people that, that weren't all, all there, I guess. I'm not sure. But back then it was, you could just. But she only be- worked in the, like she worked in the cafeteria. Okay. Yeah, but I mean that's what she worked. But I didn't know, and I didn't know she wore an all white uniform and white shoes and like all that stuff. And she would go every day, and she would steal, <laughs> she would steal food from there and bring it home. Really? Yeah. Like so, there was a few years of my life that I lived with my grandparents. They had a two family house uh, by the over by the ferry in a neighborhood called St. George, New Brighton, in Staten Island. Actually, off of one of the most crime ridden streets in, in the borough. I thought all Staten Island was crime ridden. No, not even close. Really. 
rich, few bad neighborhoods. All I know about Staten Island is tough neighborhoods. And- you guys, yeah, Pete Davidson and Wu Tang. Yeah. And Kreischer. Kreischer is really big in Staten Island. There's bricks that say Kreischer on them. Oh, Kreischer Mansion. Yeah. Yeah, there's Kreischer a Kreischer Mansion, Mansion there. Everyone asked, oh, when I first moved to New York, I'd say Kreischer. And then I, anyone from Staten Island was like, oh, Kreischer Mansion. Yeah. And I was like, well, it wasn't a mansion, but, you know, it was like That's two what story. They called it. Yeah. Well, that, no, I thought they were talking about my home. And I was like, <laughs> oh. Yeah, but we had no relation to those Kreischers. Yeah. But no, yeah. Um, so she did that. She used to, yeah. So I lived with them for a little while. What's the matter, Halston? No. Look at that thing. Kreischer Mansion's for sale? Are you serious, dude? It's for sale for seven. I thought it was million. a restaurant or something they turned it into. Uh, uh, I can't afford that. That That's on. That's in Staten Island? That's the one in Staten Island for $7.4 million? Let's see. That doesn't look like it to me. Uh, I wouldn't mind starting a GoFundMe and then opening a comedy club in uh, Staten Island at Chrysler Mansion. Wow, that was 136 years old. There it is. Yeah, that is it. Wow. So what, what date is that article? Uh, 2021. Wow. Oh, so it's already been sold. Yeah. That's that's insane that that's the price tag on that, though. It's Those are piano makers or brick makers, these Chryslers? Unclear. I don't know. Oh, I mean, if that's what, that that's that's the house you're going to get. How are from. you with dogs? Fine. Okay. Love them. So they love there's me. I love on, them. There's a moron that's about to open a door. Okay. And come in and be like, it's all good. Um. Yeah. So yeah, no, we didn't like. So yeah, my grandmother used to steal like milk, cheese, butter, <laughs> frozen Wait, French toast. Island looks like South. So that's like in its own little. But no, there's beautiful, beautiful. It's the borough of parks. There's like what? big, beautiful hills and old, old homes on them. Gorgeous. There's there's a beach. There's beaches. I mean, it's an island, right? So there's a marina. Yeah. It's it's it has beautiful, beautiful neighborhoods. And so it has some it rundown down get- neighborhoods. You know, it's not. No, you you've misheard about it. It's it's pretty beautiful. It sound. I I just get it, it gets such a bad rap. Yeah, I know. We it's impossible to turn that thing around. We tried. <laughs> We're well, all trying. That's like Florida. Florida gets a bad rap. It's like it's like that. There's a stigma like mafia. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it is blue collar. It is conservative, which is like it, it's an outcast as far as New York New York goes. Yeah. But um. But no, it has. There's some beautiful, beautiful homes. So your grandfather's moved to Staten Island. Um, my you, gra- my grandmother and my mom's parents moved to Staten Island, and then my yeah, I guess my my grandmother was there from the beginning too. Uh, my grandfather is my is my dad's stepdad, but it has been since he's been like two one yeah two whatever it was. So I only know him. We didn't know his his actual dad. Oh okay. Um yeah, and he was and that was it. My mother grandmother was home, a homemaker. What was it like for your parents? When you started making money, was was did they have an easy time wrapping their head around it, or were they was it like, I don't know what to tell you? No, they, no, they were always supportive. No, 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 but like, like, because you're, I don't, I don't know the right way to say this, but you are wealthy, but you don't act it. You don't, you don't, you don't, you're not like outwardly like flashy. No, but like, but for the first time that your your parents were like, were like holy shit like this is success like you but let me let me phrase the right way you never intended you never struck me as someone who careful in, with your words here bert <laughs> who intended <laughs> to be uh, a star no. like you you were like a guy that was were like you were doing work you were doing jobs you like doing improv with your friends all of a sudden the show you're like ah, the show will be fun you do it and then all of a sudden it turns into a mega fucking success yeah the most successful brand over it a, 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 a tbs in across the board 
and 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 runs all i mean you're legit fucking famous and but you don't you don't strike me as someone that ever intended for any of that to happen and you nor does your family look like they ever saw that as your path yeah. but then all of a sudden one day you're buying rolexes in vegas with your dad and you, one I, at one point your dad must be like this is fucking crazy like my dad said that to me and, and they knew i wanted to be a comedian yeah like, but so like I, that's what i'm curious so my parents about. don't speak money with me they, really? they didn't yeah like the show i got in the beginning it was it, i didn't get like i didn't really save a good amount until a little bit in like in the beginning we had no upper hand at all and we didn't get paid well you know and, and when we started touring they were in like c rooms like so it wasn't like, it was just like i was making a decent living maybe a little more than i was making before that but it wasn't crazy yeah and it took a while to build up but um i mean i always did comedy like since college since high school actually yeah. really i was doing sketch and improv and then out of college i did a little stand up and then I always wanted, then I wanted to be a filmmaker, and then I wanted to do, you know, we did a, got this sketch comedy. So I was always going to do comedy because I loved it, and we were always trying to pitch ideas and shows just from a young age. So it was like I wasn't trying to be famous. Yeah, I was just was trying to make a living doing something I liked. That's yeah. all. And then, and then after we've had failed pilots prior to this one, and yeah. I had a lot of failed I worked opportunities. With, I worked with Murr on uh, on a pilot, like he was a producer on a pilot yeah, that I did. That's what he he did. Yeah, and. uh yeah, and we just, it just, we failed at a bunch. And again, I didn't know if anything would take, I was, I had my regular job. And then this one took, and it, for two years, I kept my regular job while I had the, the show. I was, at that point, I was bartending. I left Prudential Securities and I wanted to do comedy. I wanted to do something not in an office. And so I left and became a bartender so I could, you know, make my own, you know, schedule and stuff. Yeah. And I did that for eight or nine years. And then at the like ninth year, I left the place I was and I invested in a new bar with two friends. And we bought a bar and like a month later I got the show and I was like, oh my fucking God, what did I just do? Like, so that, so then I had to be 24 seven on the bar and 24 seven with the show. What happened to the bar? Uh, in like 2012 ish, I left it. Really? I took the leap and I said, I'm just going to commit to comedy full time. So I left, but, um, did they buy you out or something or I, I actually gave them my share. Really? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I just said, I don't want anything. Just take it. Oh, has the bar still around? No. They closed oh. shortly thereafter. Oh. <laughs> they ran that shit into the ground, I think. <laughs> I only know like like eight years later, I got a letter about back taxes that I was supposed to pay. <laughs> and I had to like go to like mediation to be like, yo, I left that shit. Like I left that shit in good shape, you know? And they were like, well, and, and it was like 30 grand in taxes. <laughs> it was, it, it was laughing now. I was not laughing at the time because I didn't have 30 grand to throw around. But plus it wasn't, it wasn't my debt. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So I had kind of a little bit of a, I would say falling out with the guys. I wish them the best and everything, but I cut them, cut them out. It just that rubbed me the wrong way. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, but what? But so how how many seasons of Impractical Jokers have you done? Um, we're we're about to start filming ten in two weeks. Season ten. Jesus. Christ. Yeah, we're we're hovering around three hundred episodes somewhere around there. It's insane. I, it is insane. Yeah, I know. But we're still having fun with it. So yeah, and I like the I like the setup of bringing in celebrity. Yeah, like I on. like that a lot. Come on, come on. Over. I, I'm not good at practical jokes. Have I'm not fun. good at I'm not yeah. good at pranks. I, t- I said this. But with they're Howie. not really pranks. Like people, we don't even call it a prank show. But it's not people, it's people not call pranks. it a prank show. They call it a reality show. Like they, some people call it a game show. It's like all it is is just like literally a comedy show. Yeah, with friends. I get nervous. I get nervous very easily. Yeah, and so that's great. Uh, so do I. Yeah, yeah. You know, we lean into it. Yeah, and yeah. and then uh, I I I've 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 watched a lot of episodes. I mean, Stanhope is one that turned me on to it. Yeah, and uh, and I just I I 
I think it's what I like about the show is that I get nervous. I watched it with my daughters. I don't think I told you this, but my daughters, I was in there watching it and they're like, oh, you like this too? I was like, wait, you know these guys? Oh, yeah, you told me that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, Back great. in the, yeah, yeah, this is crazy. Like right before I did the cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but, but I, I, uh, like, I, I'm, I, you guys have consistently impressed me. I mean, you guys were the, oh, for the first, I remember the first time I ever went to a show at the Greek for comedy was you. Oh, right, 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 right. And I remember yeah. thinking, I remember sitting in there going, I can't believe they do. They're, they sold out the Greek. I remember being in traffic going to your show yeah going their show's so big they created traffic like i, I was i think i was in the car with i couldn't have been with nick there was I'm, a bunch of comics there i must have been with nick who came over there adam ray was there dom Herrera was there i might have josh been. adam mars i, I might have been by there. myself yeah and i might have been by myself but i remember going like sir i'm running late to the show is there like a way around this and he goes this is the show buddy i went what and he goes this is we're going to the greek and I was like, what the fuck? Out of all the places you guys... Pref- you've done it, but forget it now. You've... Yeah, well, I did. You, the, I mean, yeah. God bless you. I did the Greek, yeah. but I... But I... Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I um, I don't think for a second I wasn't thinking about you guys the entire time. Oh, really? Yeah, the whole time. Because I remember being so impressed by every aspect of that. I remember being... I, I actually overwhelmed. Because I remember you guys didn't strike me as nervous, which I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. because i was like they're about like I, I mean my brain was like i think maybe what year was this was i doing theaters yet i might just been doing clubs the greek had to be maybe like six years ago or something like that maybe five years ago yeah i don't think i think i was just six doing years. just doing clubs and i remember thinking how are they not fucking super nervous this is an I'm outdoor sure venue this is an outdoor venue that's what that's one of the reasons too the times we did la before that yeah we did like and we did some couple shows in Anaheim and then we did something downtown. Like, I don't know if it was like Ace. a T-Mobile theater or some sh- yeah. shit like that. And they were theaters, you know, we did two, two in a night, maybe there were a couple thousand seats and the LA crowds, like every time were like not great. And so I had this stigma in my head about LA crowds. And then I also don't love outdoor shows. I don't love them. because Well, now I'm starting to like them more, but like them. I've been in situations of outdoor shows that are just like, Everywhere from like doing a college campus to doing uh uh you know, like a what do they call it? amphitheaters uh-huh. to to doing uh, festivals on a stage or at a racetrack everything and yeah and like sometimes it's just like you lose it's just not conducive to comedy you know yeah. so I I had that in my head about about the Greek and then uh and with the other and then it was just that was a, a such a fun good show the it was audience a was electric show yeah. I had a great seat I was sitting dead center right up front. And I remember thunderous uh, laughter. And I went, and that was the first time that I'd ever seen a show outdoors. I remember I heard maybe Chappelle had done like the, someone had done the Hollywood Bowl. I'd oh, heard wow. about that. And yeah. I was like, I was like, I can't, I'd rather be in a theater. And then when I saw the Greek, I was like, I remember thinking, I want to do the Greek. I was like, definitively like I would, this is a, this is something I want in my career. And how uh, was it when you did it? Was it was amazing. It was yeah. amazing life experience. Yeah. It was I mean, I, I now. That was the last time I played LA before this week. Really? Uh, headlining. Or, really? Yeah. Where were you at this week? I, I played Sunday at the Wiltern. Oh, how was the Wiltern? It was fucking great. Yeah, Wiltern's are great. Yeah, it was great. Do you know that it's called the Wiltern because it's on. Uh, no way. Wilshire and what have you? And. and No way. Yeah, yeah. What's the name? Western and, and Wil- Wilshire. I had no. No, I would never know that. I know. Isn't that crazy? Oh, wow. Yeah, Western and Wilshire. 
and so will turn it's like benifer better yeah, Bene- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or bm yeah BM. wait what what was leanne and i could be leert leert Liert. is pretty good as far as have you seen have you seen what leert is up to <laughs> i like bian bian bjorn or just bert's wife and him <laughs> <laughs> she'll love that one yeah 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 the uh um so wait uh yeah because when i did the greek i was i was like i was like this is I, I thought about you guys a lot i thought about i remember i, I remember the, you had different rooms and i went to a room and then i remember seeing dom Herrera and dom Herrera wasn't nervous he was having a glass of white wine yeah and i was he, like he, we were lucky enough that he he started the show for us he opened the show yeah it was such a great fucking show and then you guys did the o2 arena yeah yeah that was crazy too look man i don't even know <laughs> you know like we we started getting really success here and then the show wasn't playing there 30 30 other countries had a version of our show really? their own version yeah we outsourced the format right so <laughs> 30 countries. So, and then like, like a handful of countries would have our show dubbed. So I went to like Costa Rica. I'm went, trying to write names for those shows. Those, yeah, uh, oh, oh, they, and they, they, they were like translations of impractical jokes. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think of and like one go, was, one was called der fuckers. Der like fuckers. It, was, it was like the fuckers. <laughs> and one was called like four dicks. I swear to God. Like, like it was really? all of weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. But I would go to coast. Like I was in Costa Rica. I turned on television. It was me like being dubbed. It was such a funny thing to see, but UK had two seasons or two stabs at Impractical with two different casts. And it didn't go. And then like um go go well. And then like in season like five, they were like, let's just start playing theirs over there. And so we didn't we didn't have any fans there. We didn't know anything. And then it just took off because they had five seasons to show in a row. Like so they these people liked it and then they oh, couldn't wow. get enough of it. And then we're like, we're gonna look into touring there. And so we didn't know that it was going to be that popular, but they were like pent up because I guess it's a rarity because maybe they don't, they're not going to get us over there. So we put it on sale, man. We did, we were starting to do arenas and lower bowls here at that time. And then over there was like the most insane thing. We we couldn't expect it. We did like a 21 stay, stay tour, maybe like 15, 16 cities or whatever, maybe more. And we did all, all, um, all arenas. And they just saw the, fucking o2 on the first tour we did there we sold four of them and they sold out in uh in they sold three of them i think two of the first two in pre-sale was sold out in pre-sale we That's had a good no fucking idea that that was going to happen and that you were with nick at the time yeah and who who does nick call does he call all four of you at once yeah we had a, probably a group call and he's like and we're like you don't they're like it sold out during pre-sale we added one and it's like it sold out again he's like guys this is incredible and then they put, so we did start at the UK and did two, did the whole tour, came back to the UK and did the last, the second two. And uh, I, one thing I'll, I always remember, which I, I couldn't believe is they said that we sold more and quicker than when Adele did it. Yeah. That is insane. Which is insane, right? She's like, I mean, we're no Adele. No, but like, I guess it's just. You're four Adele's. Just, yeah. <laughs> or she's one. Of- <laughs> yeah. Well, it'd take all of our voice to equal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was like, it was the wildest thing in the world. It's like, it's cool too. You got to take a boat to it. That's you guys at the O2 uh, That's arena. the garden. That's the garden. You guys did Madison Square Garden too? Dude, I did the garden six days after that. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I knew that. That was like the yeah. craziest couple of weeks of my life. I, I bought a new home. I moved into my home October 30th. 
October 31st was Halloween. We went to New Orleans. Yeah. We did that entire cruise. We got off. We had a show at the Joy. The next day was my birthday, and my sister got engaged because we stayed in New Orleans for a few days. I got a big house with the family. Yeah. Then we flew home. My family was visiting from California. We flew home. I played the garden and, 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 took, and they all stayed at my house, which I had slept in one night. And then after the garden, they were going to go back. I think it was November 11th. And all my little nephews, I wasn't going to see them for Christmas. So I, I got a, a, like a 10-foot tree delivered. There was a company delivering it. And we had Christmas on like November like 11th. We like went out to the store, decorated the house, wrapped their gifts, and had a full Christmas. That was like, I'll never just forget that like two-week span was insanity for me. That's but that was wild. It was a little weird playing the garden, though. Oh, really? It was, it was a little overwhelming. The, the way you said that you felt when you saw us in the Greek. Yeah was the way I felt in the garden. It, it went fast and it was almost surreal. And we had so, so many friends and family and comics and people there. And there were a little bit of nerves. Yeah. And it was just like, I didn't like, I, I as much as I tried to soak it in, it was tough. It was, it was, a, it was a weird show. The, my actual moment of doing Red Rocks, the actual, the first time, or for, or, uh, yeah, the first time I did, well, the, I haven't done the second one, but when I did Red Rocks, it happens so fast. I don't remember the stand-up part of it. Yeah. Like, I don't I know remember what you this. Mean. And I kind of felt that way about the Greek. It, it kind of, the stand-up, like, I, I remember doing Florida State. I remember doing Penn State. I remember, the, like, those arenas. Yeah. I remember those pretty vividly. But I don't remember. Those two kind of just, like, they were. it was fleeting moments. Yeah, it's fleeting. That's exactly it. And, like, I'll go back and see a show at the Garden. And I'm, like, I'm sitting in the audience. And it, you know, at this point, not like we we've been, we've been at this level for quite a bit with the yeah. arenas. So like, never get you never get over it. You never get used to it. It's yeah. always like oh my god. But like I'll still go sit at a at a show in those spaces, and I can't even. It doesn't feel like I played them at all. It just feels like something that's not real. Like, and I'm in the audience for this other band or whatever it is, and I'm looking around like this is incredible. Look at this, and I'm like, it just doesn't feel like. When you're on stage, I I can't wrap my head around the fact that the same people that I'm sitting amongst watching that is like, who's coming for us? It just doesn't compute. I don't know how to explain it. No, I understand. Yeah. We went, me and Mark Norman went and Dave Williamson and and my all our friends. We took all our friends. Oh, I, I, I took everyone up. Those to, steaks were delicious, by the way. Oh, yeah. Delicious. And his uh, rub is fucking. Yeah. But continue. Um, Right now, Dave's listening, going, whoa, 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 Bert, Bert. Back it up. Let him talk about the steaks. Talk about my barbecuing. Yeah. Um. We when we did Red Rocks and we're doing it again. We bring everyone out. Like we bring girlfriends and and friends and just and we fill up these cabins down by a river and we each get our own cabin and then we stay the next night for the show the next night. And last year, whatever the show is that's following you, whatever the show oh, is, what a fun idea. Yeah. Well, last year it was Jimmy Buffett. So it was oh like, wow, it was like. It was fucking awesome. That's good. It was awesome. This year, it's Wilco, my favorite band no, ever. Just so happens. Just so happens. And I'm hoping to do it the year after. And I'm looking, just putting it out there, Red Rocks. I'd like widespread panic to do it. Like, I, like it's the fact. It would have been nice if you said I would like Savile Canada to do it. The yeah. Next time. <laughs> That's, uh, widespread panic. No problem. <laughs> so we, uh, we went to Jimmy Buffett and we got pretty fucked up. Yeah. And I, I had to keep my head on about me because I was, I, I, I went back. They took me backstage to meet Jimmy Buffett and do his uh, radio show, and it was like fucking surreal. And and then I came back out, 
They took me out. They're like, the show's about to start walking back out of your seats. We had great seats. And as I walked back out, I looked up and I was like, dude, he sold a lot of tickets. And, and, and then, and then, and then I said, I, I, that's my first thought. And I, and they put me and Mark Norman on the Jumbotron. Yeah. And they were like, like, and people were, went, and Mark goes, dude, we're on the Jumbotron. And then I was like, wait, we were on that stage last right, night. Like, right. we were on the, like, he was like, we're on the Jumbotron. Uh, uh, it's, it's, isn't it so funny? It's so funny. You get fucking, excited on that. Yeah. Like, same exact thing. Or if, if I'm like in, like, in the seats in wrestling or I'm like on television somehow, like at a ball game sometimes, like, yeah. It's a basketball game. And you see, I'm like, look, look. That's me. I'm in yeah, the stands. Yeah. Oh, I get so I get excited. excited. I would, it's, and on our element, it's like something that's established that you're like, I'm looking now, you know, I'm there. But like I my get own more show. Nerves. I get more nerves when I go to the garden and they come up to me and they're like, hey, man, we'd love to come to you. We'd love you to rip your shirt off and kill a beer. I go, not a problem. Man, my stomach is in knots. I am so yeah. nervous up until uh-huh. the point where they cut to me and I'm like, hey, what's up? And then I go, oh, and rip my shirt off, murder a beer. The the last time I did that that you want to talk about because I know you I know how you are I know how you, I know this will tweak your brain okay the last time we did that was uh, March third uh, two thousand twenty okay okay the week we're, the week that's the week before yeah. the week before we're at the garden and I go they go hey we'd love to come to you you kill a beer rip your shirt off and I was like okay and I was like uh, let me go get a beer and they're like no we're coming to you in like three minutes and I went I don't have enough beer and this guy goes hey. He needs some beer. Everyone pour a little in his cup. No, no, no. They no. passed my cup oh, around. Disgusting. And everyone poured it in. And I was Fuck like, that. I was no. like, and it's the week before? It's the week before oh, to stay in no home orders. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. I would never do that. I mean, just <gasps> at that point, just drink the beer you have. It was it was it was almost like empty. Hepatitis. It was almost empty. That's and crazy. I got everyone's beer and I was like, I think I'm a honey pot. <laughs> you didn't give a shit. I didn't right? give a shit. I yeah, murdered I it. I I I don't give a shit. I still like I'm, I don't even. I don't mean this callously. I don't mean this to be disrespectful, but I really do not think about that virus at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think about it for my, you know, for my parents and stuff like that. Yeah, I think about it for my parents. But I, like, I got a little, I got a little scared there in the beginning when nobody knew what the fuck it was. Oh, like I yeah. thought if you stepped outside, you might get it like that first couple of weeks I where that. everything I shut down. That. I missed that. It so was much. a really weird, like a thing that we lived through that we'll all connect with. That like, it's the first time that happened in my in my lifetime that I can remember that kind yeah. of feeling. You know, like, I don't know. I miss, I miss, we had just bought this house and we had, and the house was here. It was empty. Oh, you bought it. And then the pandemic hit. Yeah. Yeah, man. Bought it in November. Pandemic <sighs> hits in March. And, and I, I sit up in my bed and I go, this is a fucking, it's the dumbest mistake. I go, you know what? This is what happens. This is when you get out over your skis. We thought we were rich people. We're not rich people. Touring's over. Let's sell the fucking Wasn't house. Wasn't this crazy scary? It was terrifying. It's like, wait, everything I do can't be done right now. Yeah. I can't walk up to people on the show. I can't go on tour. I can't do anything. Yeah, nothing. I had to make a fucking show eating dinner out of my house. Yeah. Oh, we did that. <laughs> oh, I, well, I, I, God bless. God bless my best friend. He calls me up and he goes, I think if you're comfortable. We should start doing two bears every week. And I was like, he was like, I won't be. No one in the crew will be exposed. Everyone's be stay at home and we'll just come in and do them. And, uh, and he goes, and I think we can get some ad sales for it. And I, and I think we, we're going to be able to survive this pandemic. Right. And I went, okay. And so we started doing two bears twice a week. And then we had a couple things go viral, not viral, but like blow us up. You know I mean yeah. like turn people onto us, like the Jennifer Anderson thing, the Kool-Aid and, and, and by the way, we, we weren't doing stand up. So any material we had came into the show. Right, right. It was so 
And uh, and then all of a sudden, halfway through the pandemic, Tom's like, Tom's like, I think we're going to be good. And that, that's when I was like, all right, we can keep this house. We, right. Because I was terrified. I'm going through that now, man. I talked about it. Yeah. It's oh. like taking that leap. You're like, I think this should be okay. But then coming off the heels of the pandemic, I'm like, everything could be stripped away. So I, I did that show. I started a couple of podcasts too. Like I just trying well, to po- take podcasting. That. Your podcasts are fucking awesome. You got Hey Babe right. and Taste, taste Buds. Taste Buds. They're yeah. both fucking awesome. Thank I you. hate Taste Buds because of the lighting. Mine looked so red in that fucking episode. That's oh, yeah. all I that got. That was a joke. That's all yeah. I got. That's all I got from so everyone. On it. They go, you're dying, Bert. You're yeah. dying. And I go. It was odd how go, red you look. I looked so fucking red. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think it was, I think it was cold out. And so yeah, I think we it, was, had, yeah. it was cold out and and I was drunk. Yeah. And, and we were fighting. I mean, the nature of the show is it's me and Joe DeRosa and we, we really, really fight tooth and nail over food. It's such a fun show. Every show, every podcast you have is fucking awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, dude, you and Joe, you and Joe fighting over, uh, Fucking, I'm trying to think of Oreo like the, chips the, ahoy, the dumbest things. Everything bagel, cinnamon raisin bagel. You, you know, you know that I, I'm, I'm not calling anyone out, but I've seen other people steal that from you guys. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people do versions of that. Yeah. Where I go that it is such a good show. And then you and Chris, because the one of the first, I, I want to say it wasn't how I met Chris Stefano. I think I met him earlier. I, I might have brought him to Something's Burning. You did. Is that what it, when I it was? I think that's maybe? when I met Chris Stefano yes. and fell in love with him. Yeah, he's he's a pack. He's a he's a he's one of a kind, <laughs> dude. He, he just he was guess he is so. There's something. Oh, his specials on Netflix right now. It's called Special Weshi. Special Weshi. Yeah, yeah, came out a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, but him and I do the podcast called Hey Babe, out of my house. Just real sports bullshit like you guys. It's you fucking know? awesome. But we're like very much alike in the in our like sensibilities and just silliness. So yeah kind of but those podcasts make you feel like like but what to go back to what we were saying my favorite thing about uh that initial pandemic is i i I, we took the bus we were in new orleans uh i think at the joy theater oddly enough no no uh maybe another sanger sanger we were sanger we took the bus home i'm partying hard as fuck i've been at the fucking garden twice i watched a rangers game and a fucking knicks game uh we stayed in new york we were doing podcasts partying everywhere drove home and i said on the bus i said when i get home i'm gonna stop drinking got home stopped drinking stay at home orders and all of a sudden life slowed down and for the first first, time ever first time ever and i spent time with my daughters and we watched movies every night and we would text each other in the morning like if we would look and see if like anyone got any good movie suggestions and we'd I'd, i'd wake up uh we'd we'd have breakfast together i'd go work out the girls would do school and you were here though no Best we were at the old scenario. we were at the okay. old house oh, but, well, okay the old house i love yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean this house is pretty awesome that old house was really special it was yeah. a great great what was great about that old house and brian regan told me this is that it was a house for a family everyone had to be around each other no one yeah. could disappear right everyone was like the kitchen was, was right off the yard it was as the- big as this studio that it was i think it was as big as you were there yeah and so and so it was a great tiny little house now and then we had bought this house so what was really great and this is what i missed the most is we would pack up the dogs during the stay-at-home orders and we'd drive over here to this house where it was just an empty lot okay and we let the dogs play here oh, you built you built that you built the house uh it was there was a house there yeah but we kind of tore it down and yeah. built that yeah, one that's what we're doing, yeah. and so um so we would let the dogs come over here 
uh, we were, it was like, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was so yeah, awesome. Yeah, the best out of a situation. It's like, as comics too, we don't have regular hours. We're never home. Yeah. And you have to hustle. Otherwise, you know, it's all that stuff. So just for it to, didn't it take you a while in the beginning to be like, at first it was so weird to not do spots and to not, you know, because you always feel like if you don't, you, you know, use it or lose it and everyone else is doing them and you have to, like that whole, like, the first few weeks i was like didn't know what to do with myself oh, you're you telling this to me yeah <laughs> i i called nick i called nick uh march 17th and was like I'm, yeah you, yeah he told me you started that whole thing yeah i said hey man i'm not doing this i'm not sitting on my fucking hands right, 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 right. i got a special that i'm fucking really proud of right that's airing right now and it's airing at the it, it's airing the week stay-at-home orders kicked in right the week that the world shut down and, and they said you're not allowed to leave your house the number one streaming service in the world had my special on the front page and i said i was like you are out of your fucking mind if you think capitalize if you that. think i'm not gonna fucking yeah. try to make this into something right i said and i remember where i was sitting and i was talking on the phone with him heidi and judy and i said i want to do i was with leanne we're in our front yard i was smoking a cigar and i said i want to do drive-in movie theaters and they're like do those even exist anymore? And I was like, I was like, I don't know, but can you find one? Yeah. And they're like, I, I don't think that's real. Oh, like two weeks later, I'm, we're in this backyard. I'm walking across here. I'm sober. I remember I was sober because I was antsy. Like I was like, I was like, how long is this going to fucking last? Right. This sobriety thing. And uh, Izzy, our, 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 one of our bull mastiffs ran and took my legs out, knocked me on the ground. I landed on the ground. I'm on the phone with Nick and he goes, I got great news. And I remember I was in, writhing pain hitting the ground and he goes i found a drive-in movie theater That's north right. carolina we're going to do a conference call with this company called Hotbox. they're pretty sure they can do it they got this guy that they're going to test it out with he was a music act okay mark Rebley, really fucking great dude really oh, great I know him. mark Rebley, yeah, really I, mean, I, fucking know talented. I know him from afar but yeah we, he's he's we, we talked to each other on, on he's awesome he was the first i think he was the very first person you say Rebley? Is that, is that i not? don't know i thought it was rebel yet i think it's Rebley. okay then i've been saying mark Rebley. The guy who does the crazy, fucking awesome. I that's the first time I saw him on the pandemic. Yeah, he was like broadcasting out of his house in his underwear or something. He will he's going wild. I was like, this guy is the best. He would do his shows if I'm not mistaken, and I I don't. I think he they they. I remember that he did his shows, and there was a there was a a time difference. By the way, I apologize to Mark if I'm if I'm misquoting any of this. Um, because he I think he knows Tom really well. There was a time difference. And it didn't matter because it was music. Yeah. And it was, it was a time uh, difference. And so, and he would be in a box and he'd be streaming like he was streaming live. Yeah. But he'd be in a box. I, I, I apologize, Mark, if I'm fucking this up. He'd be in a box. We did the same. I think we did this exact same place for the very first time. I think okay. it was in North Carolina, in like Greensboro, North Carolina, in this rock quarry. He'd be in a box and he'd be doing his music from the box. And then he would get, they'd put him on a, uh, a, a golf cart and he would, and he'd talk into the microphone, but there was a, a time delay. And I was like, hey, yeah, and I was like, there can't be a time delay for me. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do it if there's a time delay. And they're like, we'll see if we can fix it. And then they called me and they're like, we fixed it. And they offered me 12 dates. And I went, uh, I said, I'm getting a little gun shy. I was like, I remember telling Tom after Two Bears, One Cave, I go, I think I'm going to do these drive-in movie theaters. He goes, I wouldn't do it. I was like, really? And he goes, you don't want to be a guinea pig out there. And I was like, I don't mind being a guinea pig. Like, yeah. no, I remember thinking to myself, this is horrible. I'm sorry that I'm saying this to this war to the world. But I remember thinking, the only people that will know I bombed 
are the people there. Because <laughs> right. whatever I represent on social media, it's going to look like it was fun. Right, right, right. I'm right, not right. going to let people right, know I right, bombed. Right. And let me tell you something. I saw that social media <laughs> stuff where you were driving around a golf cart, yeah. cart hitting softballs and shit. Oh, we had a fucking, it's the reason we're doing Fully Loaded. Yeah. It's totally the reason. Right. Because I did that first one and I called Nick and I said, I said, book out the summer. And he was like, what? I said, call Hotbox, book out the summer. I want the whole, I, I want to do as many as I can. We did 30 cities. I think we did 75 shows. And I, wow, the fucking, I had so, I, I cannot tell you. And it's the only reason we're doing fully loaded. Because yeah. I said to Nick, I'm having so much fun on the road. Like fun. We would wake up. We'd buy. It was the whole country was shut down. Right. And we would go buy crab pots and set crab pots. It was in like Maine. when you were a kid. Yeah. And you like walked around the neighborhood and killed time all day. Like what you got into as a kid. Like, you know, yeah. you don't do so much. It was just about just hanging out. Yeah. I remember we were in we were in Cape Cod and we rented a boat. Just took a boat. I out played there like the week after you. Yeah. Yeah. So I was supposed to go. So you started that and then Nate was going to do it. Yeah. And then me and Nate were going to go on tour together. You should have. I know. But here's what happened. Right. So I had I was real nervous about my family. I didn't want to be away from home that long. Yeah. And so we were going to go away for like a month or something on the bus. And um, they, I had done the one and yeah. I was like, all right, it was, it was cool. But like, oh no, I hadn't done them yet. I hadn't done it. That's why I booked Cape Cod to see if I would want to do it. Yeah. Like really. And Cape but, Cod was an interesting venue. I liked the way they had it set up, but it, but the, I, I actually loved Cape Cod. I actually loved Cape Cod. It was, it was tough. You couldn't see like past like the first like yeah. 50 feet. And then, so it was, it was, it was interesting, but I hadn't done it yet. So they booked it, but then they needed an answer for the tour prize. So I was like, all right, let's do it. I say, yes, sign on. We're going to do like 18 cities or whatever. We're going to take the bus. I talked to Nate. And then, uh, then they say that the money's, it wasn't really for the money. What well, money wasn't great right. because you had to rent the stage. You had, it was such the money was not good at all. It was no, the money, and by the way, I, I, the, the, one of the things, the reason I did it, I remember the money. So, no, I don't mean to look. It's it's better. It's it, better money than digging ditches. A hundred percent. But I remember the first show we did. I got done, and I had a, this is in that rock quarry. Yeah. And I hadn't called Nick yet. We were. I was smoking weed, and I had a bunch of weed. And I was like, I was like, I'm gonna get the crew high. I'm gonna give everyone joints. They're all clean. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna open up some beers. Let everyone. We had a good night, and so I cracked some beers. I pass around some joints. And as as everyone grabbed a beer from me, they go, "Hey man, thanks for the work." It's like it's been dry yeah. out here. Yeah. And I was like, "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah, man. These four dates you're doing, it's keep it's keep my head above water." Right. And I remember hearing that going, "Okay." Uh, and and so and then and then I'm, I mean I'm in Philadelphia. I remember doing Philly, and they and all anyone said we're talking about dudes, real men from Philly, real men going, all every single one of them, Bert. Thanks for the work today, buddy. Yeah. I keep it afloat. And so I was like, all right. And so in my head, I was like, I'm not making great money, but I'm making enough to pay my bus driver. My I brought all my openers with me. Yeah. I brought every my cousin. I brought everyone with me. Everyone was making a paycheck. I could rent the bus. I could I walked away with some money. It was it was like, I mean, it wasn't as good as like it wasn't as good as doing theaters, but it was it was money. It was yeah, some money. Yeah. And I and everyone else made paychecks. And yeah. you kept everyone employed. And I Did was you like, guys stay in your own boat? Did anyone get it? And nope. The whole time? Never. No one. Wow. Never. Never. And you stayed mostly, but people, but you were being mindful. Like you were outdoors, but people were staying away 
we were a hundred percent careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we so, were yeah. all we were in our own bubble. Right, if we went in and out and anywhere it was we were masked up totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we were high, I was high percenters. We tested uh, the before we went out every time and on our way in and on our way in we'd test uh, we'd test three days before we got home and we'd rent uh, Airbnb and stay in an Airbnb for three days before we went to our families. Right. So I we were. So wait, did you get to do one before you committed to the tour? And did yes, you do? So I yes. see, I didn't do that. Right. Yeah. So, so I was like, I don't know what this is going to be like, you know? And so then, and the last minute they got on the phone, I already said yes. And then like, so just so you know, it's two shows a night. So I was like, it's two a night. And I was like, so is, is the money that you said to me that I didn't think was that great? Was it for one or is like, no, the money we said to you that you didn't think was great for one show is for two shows. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, so now I have something to think about. Cause I never tried it yet. Right. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I didn't know if, if, if we went out and that, that first night, it was gonna be, it was gonna be 36 shows. So mm-hmm. if we went out that first night and it was terrible, I'm like, what the fuck did I do? Yes. And for me, I, I haven't slowed down in years, right? Because besides this touring, I tour with the guys yeah. and then this show. And then all that stuff. And it's the show takes us 10 months a year to do. So like I had never had a moment like this. I was a little bit afraid for my parents. It was only October. Oh uh, no, we we were planning it three months earlier. So it was like August at this point. No, July, July. Yeah. And we were planning to go in October. So in July, it was only, you know, it was only around for three or four months. It was spiking. It was all it was BLM. It was like a lot of shit going on. Yeah. And I was like, I think, I think I want to take this time for a mental break. I never stopped. And I stayed home. Nate went. You, you guys went. It was excellent. You guys got did specials off the heels of it. Oh, he did. He did a special I like, there. I, I kind of re- kind of regret not doing it. But then I also like if I put myself back in that time frame, I, I get why I was like, I don't know. Like, why don't I just because I never say no. I never say no. I never say no. And I, I was like, and like my family was like, this is the time to say no. You you have no excuse now. You can say no and not feel bad about it. Yeah. And just stay home and, and see your family. And I was like, all right. So I, I did that. You know? I remember, I remember, I remember uh, getting, I, there was a lot, there's a lot that I would do differently. The one thing I would, the one thing is like, I just need to be making something. Yeah. Like I just, I can't, I'm like a shark. I got to keep moving forward. Well, that's when we, when we ended up doing a live show from our homes of the four of us eating dinner and having guests on. Yeah. We did 18 episodes of that. So we did that through that whole, we ended up doing that through the whole summer. So I had something yeah. and then I started the pod, both pods. Oh, that so was- I, I did, I, but before I knew it, I was like, I had to write for the show every week. I, we do the pocket series. So I, I ended up getting, you know, work, you know, but yeah, yeah, it was, uh, but those, those days are some of my favorite days ever. So we would, I, I was looking and, and it, this is carried over uh, a little bit too much. I think I, I wish I could write the boat a tad bit, but I remember thinking, my wife, I just remember talking, calling Leanne and being like, uh, being like, I'm going to do more of these. I go, it's, it's not great money, but you know, it's not about, it's not about the money. It's about everyone else is making money. Everyone else is, can pay their mortgages that I'm, that I care about. That's on my team, yeah. you know, including my agents, my managers, like everyone's keeping their head above water and I can make money for everyone. And I said, you know, and I think I'm not going to think about the money at all. I'm going to make sure I have a good time doing it. Yeah. And so that's carried over because we would get there and, and I'd be like, Hey, reach out to we were in butler pennsylvania i said reach out to like a crossfit company see if they can set up a crossfit for us for a day reach out we would have yoga teachers come out and do yoga classes for us oh, we, yeah. so we did everything at the venue hey set up a pool let's make a pool today and let's have a pool day and That's so awesome we had we had i mean we went we went 
we went uh, tubing down the Rio Grande. We went to this place in Amarillo. I just told this little girl, not little girl. She, uh, she's a little girl to me. She's a, she's dry, backpacking or busing, driving across country in a van. I told her, I said, there's this great campsite outside of Amarillo, Texas. And I don't even want to blow this spot up. It's so precious. It's a, it's a cliff. It's you camp on a cliff overlooking a lake and thunderstorms roll in. I gave her yeah. a case of beer and I said, when you're on your way out, stop there, find it. I said that my team will text you everything you need to know. And she just texted. She just tweeted when Burt Kreischer gives you an IPA and tells you about a place to drive it, yeah. trust him. And she took a picture. It's gorgeous. Wow. But we went out to this lake. We took a boat out on the lake. We, uh, we ended up fucking swimming in a lake for the, I mean, we did so much fun shit when yeah. no one was allowed out of their house yeah. that I was, I literally said to Nick and we were supposed to do it before I went to Serbia or, or after I went to Serbia, I said, let's do a tour, an outdoor festival, we'll do it minor league stadiums. And I think Nick, I think Nick might've brought it to me and said, and said, cause I was like, I want to do more of this. And he was like, here's what do you think about this? Yeah. We, 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 we sampled it. We sampled doing that. We did like six amphitheaters or something yeah. with, uh, four comics on it a three or four comics on it with us and they were they were super super fun yeah yeah but it wasn't like the way you were like how are you guys traveling because i'm only on the one date like how are you is everyone just are you on your bus and like the other people like are they so, so i have three buses okay what date are you on it's the first one 16th in south oh, bend you, oh south bend we're throwing a party the night before come in that come in the night before we're throwing a party are you up fucking on, serious yeah why what do you got to do all right i have I, my flights booked that I land like 4 p.m. that day. I'm getting a rental car because I'm after our show. I'm going to drive up to Milwaukee for my show. It's like three hours away. Oh, yeah. So like I actually texted Jay. I'm like, do you guys think you're hanging? You have, you have to go to the next city. So, so I'm like, so, you guys no, think no, you're no, hanging no, no, late no, no, on no. South Bend? So, no. So the night before South Bend. Okay. So we get the field. We get the field for like 24 hours. Okay. So the night before South Bend. By the way, I think this has already happened. I'm sorry, everybody. Right but now. but uh, I don't know when this airs. Oh, shit. Yeah, well, this is good. Yeah, so June 16th, which is also the night that Joker starts airing on, on uh, Thursday nights again. For real? Nine. Yeah, we just finished film, finally filming season nine. Which started in I? 2019. Jesus Christ. Um, But yeah, June 16th is that show. The night so we have before. Two, Tom and I have two more episodes backlog. Yeah, the night before I might be able to fly in. So we're going to throw a party. But I wouldn't get there until... That's fine. You know, like evening. Yeah, that's when we're going to throw a party. We've got the up, upper deck. We're going to throw a party on the upper deck. We'll have the whole field to ourselves. We're going to play some disc golf. We're going to have some fucking cold drinks. All right. I'm going to so, I'm going to try to get everyone in that night so that we can all have a party that night. Okay. And then we're going to invite like, you know, see if Pat McAfee wants to come out. Oh, I know. See like yeah, so have some awesome. people come yeah. out that are, you know, Indiana people. Yeah. And throw a big party and that first show uh I I I mean, I for, so also secret time. I mean, I hopefully I, I don't know when this airs, but uh, we've we've been reached out by Notre Dame. Shane Gillis is a big Notre Dame fan. Yeah, a big Notre Dame fan. He's on that show, so we're gonna get access to the Notre Dame facilities. It's right there. And it's do, five minutes away. And do a dream day for Shane. What day? The fucking day of the show. No shit. So the day of the show, we'll all go over to South to the Notre Dame okay. field. We'll get fucking jerseys right, okay. or whatever. It'll be, it'll be, right. it'll be a fucking blast. But I'm planning that for everyone. Like my my goal is for anyone on the show. I want everyone to have a great time. Yeah. Like I, I've, I mean, I'm, I'm going to great lengths to make sure that everyone has that everyone enjoys it, so that they, so that if we do it again next year, yeah. that everyone goes, oh, I, I'd do that again. That was fun. As I would have took the ride with you. I just have, the, I had dates booked both yeah. weekends. 
Yeah. Otherwise, if it wasn't, I would have I would have hopped on for the whole thing. No, it's, it's so much fun. It's uh, we've got we've got three tour buses. We're doing private jets twice, just to get for like the long drives. Yeah. I was just like, I'll get privates, I'll get G fives, yeah, and get the get everyone up there. Make sure everyone's comfortable. My, yeah. I'm not making any money on this tour, sadly, right. because I said to Nick, I go, it's not about me making. I lose I lose money if I make money on this tour. Meaning, if I make money, then I haven't done my job to make sure the tour had as much as it needs. Because I this tour is only successful if we do a second one, like this this okay. festival is only successful if we Trial do a sec, if we do a second one. Okay, because we're t- we're taking some big steps. We're doing we're doing so the ballparks are all sold out. Like okay. the ballparks are all sold the out. Minor, what are they six six thousands? Oh, 14. Oh, really? Minor yeah. league stadiums yeah, are fourteen. I think I think uh, Dayton's fourteen. I think most of them are about ten. Okay, and so there, it's big fucking shows. Okay, and. Uh, and and then the, we're doing we're doing one arena we're doing a raceway and we're doing an amphitheater yeah and those those are are just we're just trying to find out what works we're doing some cities like this is like a real sample test sure, sure, of sure. like what's what is what is definitively working for us so that if we do it season do another run of this yeah first of all it's only successful as every single comic goes oh dude you got it like goes oh you got to do it it was funny shit yeah like, trust me Bert takes care of you. Yeah. That's, so that's why I go. That's what happened with the cruise, basically. Word of mouth from comics. And everybody, everyone. by the second year, everyone's like, can I get on it? Can I get on it? Everyone was And that's like, the best best part of it for me, because I don't really make money on that either. I mean, yeah. I do, but I bring my whole family. Yeah. I, I 30 members. All my friends, everybody, I stack them on there. Then the next day we, we get off, I rent the house. Everything you can think of, we pay the comics. Like, we, we, we even dip into ours to pay them more and everything Dude, like that. Dude, we just had a conversation today. Yeah. We were just talking about someone today, and I said, uh, I said, I really want this person. And they were like, well, da, 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 da. And I went, but it's okay. Just get him. Yeah. And I was like, it's not, it's not like, it just, just, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And the reason I love doing I don't the want cruise, them to, yeah. I, I, I run myself ragged. I do 16 shows in four days, plus host every party at night, plus walk the whole boat, do all that stuff. So it, it, it kills me. And, I, and it's not, it's not like the best money in the world, but. I love the fact, like, it's such a unique experience bringing all these people together. And I, the big thing is I love get, being able to give that many comics work. Dude, my big my big white whale is when I did your cruise, the, yeah. I went to dinner with Nick at some sushi restaurant on your cruise. Yeah. I said, I want to do a cruise. Yeah. I was like, I got to do a cruise. I, I mean, like, do it. I was, and Nick was like, okay, we'll put it in the books. And I was like, I, I got to do a cruise. And then. I think that would have probably been the books had we not had the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that probably would have lined you up. Could and still, you'll, you'll, yeah, we you can do, do it. it. We'll At do this one. point, you can do it, no problem. But um, but I, I was like, that cruise was so much fun. And you guys, you guys were so collectively generous. Like, I remember, if you were a comic, you were allowed anywhere. Yeah. You could do whatever you wanted. You had full access. You were treated like gold on that, on that cruise. Oh, yeah. and, and by the way, there was, there was, you had privacy. You, if you wanted to get away from everyone, you could. Yeah. Like everything was fucking, it was such a great, great, great experience that I remember saying to Nick that first night we went to a sushi restaurant and I said, just so you know, put this on your radar. Right. I want to do this. Right. I want to do this. I almost want this exact boat. Like I want, right. but, uh, but you're right. It's not about, I mean, I probably, I, I would, I would argue to say the reason you're so successful in stand up, other than the fact that you're, I, that I think you're one of the funniest dudes in the world Thanks, is that impractical jokers took an angle with comics that no one takes you guys all took an angle with comics that you said we're going to treat you with respect and uh and 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 not and you weren't looking for anything 
So all of a sudden, every single one of you guys was like, every comic was like, dude, those guys are cool as fuck. They're funny as fuck, but they're cool as fuck. With the fully loaded, I, I went, I, I literally took a page out of you guys' book and I was like, I was like, hey man, all I want is everyone to be so taken care of. That's, That's it. exactly what we said. Yeah. You know, and I'm, it's, I'm excited to to, to do that. Oh, you know it's going to be a fucking Yeah, blast. so that's good. I mean, it's almost so exciting. That's when, when you told me about it. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, I want to do it. Yeah. But how does it go when you guys have, uh, like, I'm, I'm filling in for Tom right now because yeah. for, like, your schedules or what yeah. have you. Do, do your do your audiences are they okay with that like yeah. are they gonna hate me no no speaking no, of no, like no. hey nice guy everyone likes you are they gonna be like fuck <laughs> this guy he's not tom like i'm just trying to do like you know have fun and do you a favor fill in you know like no, you know, are they gonna be like this fucking piece of shit <laughs> no they're not no okay but sadly sadly the only one the only one that ever gets that is me <laughs> no they're uh like De stefano was on two weeks ago no now it's got to be like four weeks ago and uh and i was very nervous because it was in because we like we ended up crying oh and, yeah 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 i saw the clip yeah, yeah yeah and i was like i was like god damn it man like it's, and i i was in austin the week it dropped and i said to nadav i actually reached out to nadav before i said if you want to edit that out you can edit that out like i don't and he and i was like if it's if it, and he goes what are you fucking kidding me I was that like, was touching his that was really touching yeah and, i but, know chris i know he yeah. feels that way we've talked we've had that conversation so. But um, but they're they're really cool about it. They've, they've never, there's never been, even like when Ari came on, and I think a lot of our fans, a lot of our fans, felt. I think this is coming from Ari's perspective. When Ari drugged me, there was a lot of people that that ended up choosing sides, and and being like, there were a lot of people that didn't, mm. but there are a lot of people that are like Bert's a bitch, or Ari's a fucking bad person, oh. and and because I wasn't like. Because the 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 way it was supposed to go was I was supposed to get drugged and go like, oh, you got me. This is fucking awesome. Because that is how it, it works. Like when Jay got drugged, yeah. Jay, I mean, like Jay had legit feelings about that. Yeah, I We know. talked on the phone. Yeah. And he was like, I can't really share these with anyone because I, 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 I watched what happened to you. Right. Like I, you, I went on Rogan and I was like, I wasn't cool with it. I wasn't. Yeah. And my wife wasn't cool with it. And she went on fucking did a podcast with push and was like fuck ari yeah. and she still hates ari and she won't let ari at our house like oh really oh she hates ari she hates she still hates Ari. my daughters hate ari oh wow. my daughters really hate ari to this day my daughters i can't bring them up i can't even talk about them oh. i can't i can't bring him up in my house because they're like i remember one time and by the way i, I love ari i still love Ari. he's one of my best friends one of my best friends yeah i know i i don't he 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 makes mistakes he makes mistakes a lot yeah and so like one time he was we were texting about something and i'm on my i don't even realize we're at dinner and i'm texting back and i think it was georgia just grabs my phone and goes no and then closes it and i said what she goes i'm not letting you text him and i went what are you doing she goes dad if a boy drugged me and you knew about it and you caught me texting with him how would you feel? She had you dead to rights. I was like, motherfucker. Yeah. And Damn. So, but, that's but, a good, that's, yeah, that's a good point. So Ari, Ari, uh, was a guest bear one time. And, uh, and I, I think I, I think everyone was a little nervous on how it was going to come out. Yeah. And it was, and, and, or... but everyone was cool as fuck. Everyone yeah. was like, Hey man, it was actually good seeing you guys hang out. I know oh, you guys were friends. I know you guys still are friends. Yeah. You know, and then Ari hit me up and he was like, hey, man, I really did a lot of goodwill for me. Like, I, I think a lot of people realized 
that you know i made i ariel never say he made a mistake he's never gonna yeah. say like I, sh- I wish i hadn't drugged you and i know for a fact he definitely wishes he hadn't drugged me right i'm certain he know he goes ah that was a big i know he said that he said that to me yeah but um but usually most people love i mean most people love a guest bear like brian simpson felipe esparza is the best one without in my opinion the best guest best gear best guest bear we've ever had felipe esparza we were in serbia when i was in serbia they had guest bears every single week gotcha and uh and felipe esparza was fucking hilarious yeah so i'm saying like what do you guys is it just like are you just looking for like laughing like you get you end up getting these serious conversations i don't know if your audience is like just come on and just fuck around and make each other laugh or talk who knows if they want to hear about fucking me you know no of course they do yeah i mean of course like i mean all i do is talk about me right that's all i do on the podcast right. is i talk about me and my crazy ideas uh i tom tries to talk about himself and i interrupt him i think they're i, I think a lot of people go oh cool sal okay. oh shit i wouldn't you know what and i guarantee you a lot of people are gonna go well, i gotta check out taste buds or hey babe i gotta check out his oh, podcast right on, right. yeah Good. you know because i mean it's funny is that like we think because we Oh, I know we feel this way, but when we oversaturate ourselves on podcasts, yeah, that everyone hears everything we say, and yeah. then you, I do, I did uh, taste buds, and I got messages from people like, "Oh shit, I haven't, I haven't seen you in a minute since you did what you call it," right. and I was like, "Oh shit, like, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of cool." Yeah, yeah, I just don't know if like you know, a lot of times I'm like, "All right, let's come on and just like make sure it's as like funny as fuck," but then you end yeah. up getting to real conversations. And, Chris and I, I don't cried. know if that's what people want to see, you know, like I think people just want to I just people think really people want to just hang and have like a I, I I can say this from my perspective. I don't need a podcast to be hilarious. I love when it makes me laugh every now and then. Sure. I, lo- I love a good laugh. But even at like even at the funniest, the best podcast I've ever done, there's an an hour of parts where i didn't laugh sure 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 sure. like i just watched neil brennan on rogan and he was talking about doing ayahuasca for depression i was fucking riveted yeah i was a part of me is like just why don't you drink like to I, neil yeah just be like it's, if you're already doing ayahuasca and ketamine and, yeah. and zoloft and all these things try my my fix right and just have a couple cocktails at the end of well, the he, night he did right or he yeah, no. no, i don't think he ever drank oh okay i, I don't thought he was I like think, i thought he couldn't i thought he was sober or something no no oh i don't know i actually i don't the listen way you to said lot. it i don't I, listen to a lot of people oh he probably I'm just assuming, is i'm just assuming that you said he didn't drink so that was for a reason i think his dad was a, a big irish drinker yeah and so he probably like was like you yeah know. ayahuasca would you do it I'm scared but I, I i keep hearing like you know just amazing things uh i i'm not the guy though i don't think i'm scared of um, everything so i'm i got offered mushrooms uh i did those fried i've done mushrooms first, before i've only done them twice great experience really yeah first one was great second one didn't really take yeah but the first one was like wild really yeah just like fun wild not scary i was going to do mushrooms I'm, i may do mushrooms friday at steely dan at the hollywood bowl I, but I but here's my problem i love steely dan i don't know if i need mushrooms to love them more like part of me goes what if i do mushrooms and then you don't yeah and then i'm like and then i start freaking out and then i ruin getting to see steely dan right 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 you know so like yeah i know that i can drink red wine if you don't do mushrooms enough i would say don't do it really if you don't do them enough because then you don't really know like if you're not well versed i don't do them enough yeah then just see steely dan they're they're yeah. they're, they're drug enough yeah like i like i just want to see like i, I want to just have a good time 
ayahuasca scares me because I can't let go. It's like I'm a little bit of a control freak. Yes, so am I. And so I can't therapy for that. Let I'm in therapy too. I just need to control things, otherwise I feel everything's out of control. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I don't uh I I just like once I do a podcast, I let it go. Because I say some really regrettable things. Right, right, right. I say some very regrettable right. things. <laughs> and I just go, I, and if I and if, and if if I overthink about it, I'm sitting there in a fucking white knuckle going, like with the Crystal, 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 yeah. Crystal, uh, the Stefano one. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, I cried pretty aggressively. I, there's a lot of things I didn't say. This is, what, this is where my brain goes. I didn't once talk about moms. I'm sure there are moms that feel the way Chris and I do. Sure. There are moms that work. Ali Wong's got to feel that way at certain sure. times, sure. right? I didn't mention women. I didn't mention the fact that both of us are complaining about making theoretically $100,000 in an evening. Whatever his price point is, yeah. it's pretty high. So both of us are complaining about making a lot of money yeah, always, and being away for a weekend when there are dads that would go, you could cut my right arm off. I'm doing it for $50,000. Suck my dick. Right. Like, so like when we had that, I got outside and I was like, I was like thinking about it. And I was like, and th- that's all the things that I think so as a control freak, I go back and I start micromanaging what I said or what I didn't say. Yeah, that's rough. That's the internet though. That's the internet. That's yeah. all the people on the internet having their opinions and you're going to get one of every opinion regardless, you know, and then you read that shit and like, you just think, Oh, that's what the consensus is. Yeah. But it's really the internet. You should stop reading comments so much. I, I don't, mean, it's I, easier said than done. I don't do it. I, yeah. I, 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 don't, don't. I really don't do it, but yeah, I, I, I get that. It's, it's weird sometimes to come on and really open up about myself too, because like you said, like you'll get that contingent of people that are like, Oh really? It wasn't that much money. And it was this much money, but I grew up poor. I grew up yeah. with nothing, you know, like, but like, it's like, it is the nature of my situation. So if I'm going to talk about it, then it's like, you know, then you're opening up and then people are going to feel how they want to feel. About I think, it. but I think a lot of, I think most of the people that probably listen to two bears, uh, there, a lot of them are fucking your mom's house fans. Yeah. And so they probably heard you on your mom's house. Sure, sure, so sure. they're probably like, Oh, I loved Bert. I loved Tom with Sal. Oh my God, what's Bert going to do with him? Right, right, right. And then right. they're probably waiting for me to just steamroll you with Bert stories like I do constantly. And, <laughs> and and I bet they're going like, oh shit, like this is, oh wow, I loved him on your mom's house. I didn't know this about Sal. Staten Island's pretty. Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, this was much more like a like a conversation about ourselves. Like on, on your mom's, we just fucking around. Because like he just shows you uh, Asian people getting decapitated yeah, we, and no, laughs hysterically. Oh, whatever Tom watches. We only saw like one video. Everyone keeps going like, what videos did you see? But we only uh, put up like one. Which one was it? Uh, the, there's a painting behind him of that guy that does like meth through a balloon and then complains and rants and he died. No, no. I don't, Tom and I don't have a lot of things. <laughs> I don't, certain things he likes, I just do not like. Well, he told me that he gets a lot of times, this person is memorialized on the oil painting right behind him. And he said a lot of oh, people yeah. come on and tell them that I look like this guy. So I was like, really? Then we brought him up and watched his video. Oh, wait, I know that painting. Yeah. Yeah. He, this guy is like a, he's like a meth head or something. Yeah. That like just rails on the internet. Like he's in, he's in shirtless and just telling you the problem with women and society and just he in the middle of it, he's like, I haven't slept in three days. And I'm, this is this is how you got to do the meth. And then he's just like, it was like, it was insane. And like, yeah, he, he died. But, but yeah, that's the only Thank video God we watched. Otherwise you would just, yeah. it's fun though. I, 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 fan, I have phantom strokes all the time where I start believing I get, I can get myself worked into a tizzy where I go, I think I'm having a stroke. I think I'm having a stroke and I, I don't obviously. And, but then I end up sitting in my thing. And then you look at a guy like that who stays up for three days smoking meth. Yeah. And you're like, 
he better die. Like, <laughs> fucking please. Like, it I was looking at him. It was wild to even. It was uncomfortable to even watch. Like, really. So here's what. Here's one of the things I like to do when we do guest bearers, and Tom does this too. Is I think, and this is. I don't know if this is a the secret sauce, but I like to talk about Tom a lot because I like. I don't. I, I like to include him a lot. I like right. to shit on him a good amount. Sure. But I like to. Uh, like he did it with Spade, and I and I I enjoyed it as a. I was like, I watched it okay. and watching Spade shit so, on me. Yeah. I was like, I was like, Oh, that made me feel really cool. Right. right and then Spade right. called me or, tech, or he does this voice thing. And he's like, I do the voice thing. Yeah. I thought you're going to be there. I, said, I, I shit on you. I hope you're cool with it. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, it's a fucking honor. He wore ASICs in his special. Isn't that weird? The one that just came out. Yeah, right? I, did, I did a show with him, a charity show in Denver, like a few months back. It was the first time I, well, I know I had met him before. But the first time we did comedy together, or really talked or whatever. See, he was cool. I didn't know what he to expect cool of him. Fucking shit. He was cool. We had mutual friends and stuff. Um, him and Norm were like out of that whole group of dudes. Him and Norm were probably. I mean, I met. I guess I met Adam Sandler. I, I wouldn't say that I met Adam Sandler. Wait, were you on the show after me? After I met Adam Sandler with Big J. Uh, no, Zoom no, thing? not that one. I've I've met him and I have some stories, but like, no, I yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't on that one. I remember. I remember like people shit on you or something. For oh, that. I shit the bed so bad. Yeah, I shit the bed. Can I tell you, I'd rather shit the bed than succeed sometimes. Yeah. I'd rather no one can. You're impervious. Yeah. No one. You are flawless when you shit the bed because you fucked up forever. The only thing you can do is celebrate how bad you did. Sure. But when you do good, people can find holes in it and tell you why you suck. But when you shit like I, I was panicked. I was panicked that I offended Adam Sandler. So I was like, I didn't say any of the names of his movies right. Right. I didn't say that any names of. He was lukewarm with you, right? Because you were like. He was, well, he was just. Well, it was you I, and someone off. Whitney him. Cummings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't let him talk. Yeah. Like I did a typical fucking me. Right. Where I was like, Adam, you want to hear a cool story? And he was like, sure. I have Adam Sandler on the fucking line. Right. And I'm like, dude, Bert, huge fan. Hey, do you have Netflix? By the way, he's a $250 million deal at Netflix. Right. He definitely has Netflix. Right, right. He's like, yeah, I have Netflix. And I go, oh, you should check out my new special. Everyone's like, the fuck's he doing? I go, you want to hear a cool story? In college, this chick that I was dating, she ended up uh, partying with you and she called me and she was like, hey, do you want to come over? And she didn't tell me you were there, but and you were with Alan Covert and I didn't go. And um, then, but, and then I wish I had gone. He was <laughs> like a go nowhere story, right? Right, right, right? And then he's like, oh, cool. And I go, I was just showed you my daughter's, your movie, Happy Madison. Not the name of his movie. It's That's Happy Gilmore. Company. Yeah. And he's like, uh-huh. And I go, we want to see Precious Gems. Not the name of his movie. Oh, shit, And I just dude. shit the bed. And I couldn't stop talking. He never talked. And I got oh. in the car and Jay texted You did that, like, Farley bit from SNL. Like, remember that time? And, like, that was awesome. Jay called me and he goes, just getting you a heads up. We just trashed you pretty fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a, like a... Like when 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 J, when Jay trashes you, it's a fun trashing. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like the fucking greatest. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I don't know why. Oh, but Spade and Norm are my like those two guys were are like the were were like the solidest dudes. Yeah. Out of that whole group. Man, I always wish I knew Norm. I only met him once, and uh, it was we did a charity event together. It was a golf outing. But he was uh he was he was pretty drunk at the time. Really? So I yeah he didn't. I don't think he remember, I was like so excited to me. He was hosting. We did this uh, for years. I did this Derek Jeter celebrity golf tournament thing that we go to, and the first the second year I went, he was ho he was hosting the gala 
event that night with like the auction and everything like that. And you got to play golf for a couple of days and talk about, they treat you right. I mean, they put us up in like sky suites in the area, everything, every single thing that you did in that hotel was 100% comped anywhere you went dinners, lunches, breakfast. If you wanted to go to the spa, like they gave you golf shit. And we played shadow Creek, which is like this amazing, I don't really golf, but it's like this amazing exclusive. It's so great. And we just, all it is is you go there and like they partner you up with like, like people that big contributors and stuff and you play golf. So Norm that night is 600 people on this gala event and there's like silent auctions and all this stuff and he's going to host it and then he's going to bring up Jeter and that, like that later that day we were on the golf course. The golf course was crazy. Like they had designated stations at each hole. So one station had like a barber and a guy to shave you. One station had massages. One station had a bar set up with dancers. Like it was just wild. What? It was crazy. So at the party hole, uh, I like people kind of stop and hang for some beer. So it gets backed up. So Norm was there and he looked like he was pretty drunk. And then he went up to, to, to hit the, to, I guess, tee off. And uh, he swung, everyone's watching him. It was like nerve wracking. And he swung. And I remember like he hit the ball and went like on the ground directly to the right of him, but he was so drunk and he just was like looking up, like, you know, like, and everyone is like, is someone going to tell him that the ball's over there? And then I, I, I got, I was like, Hey Norm, you know, whatever. And I just saw that. Nah, it's, I'm not really meeting him really right now. Like, he was like, ah, you know, like just looking at and everything. But later that night, the, the thing starts and he's not there. And like he's not there yet, and like I could tell, like by the by the way I saw. Him. By the way, everybody was like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but I was like, oh shit. And then like we kind of held up the thing a little bit, and then he got there, and he he was norm, you know, like and he did for us. We were dying, but he was at like a six hundred person charity gala event for childhood education with the retired athletes and all these people, and he like I don't know if they they all know exactly what you get when you get him, and like for us that's what we want, you know. But yeah. he did what we wanted. And I thought it was hysterical, but it was not, it was bombing. You know, it was, yeah. like, it was not like they didn't understand it. And I think he was still a little drunk, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, he, he it was so funny, but he's telling jokes and he's cursing. He wasn't doing material like so much as he was hosting, but he was dropping a fuck here and a fuck there. And, you know, like it's, yeah. it's a charity for kids and stuff. So like, it was just funny. Like there was murmuring while he was going and we were crying. Yeah. And then he introduces Derek, uh, Gita gets up and like, it was, you could tell it was like the elephant in the room yeah. and Jeter would just very coolly the way he is just goes, man, somebody got to tell Noam this is a charity for children. And then everyone like uproarious. <laughs> yeah. And then that was that. But then, th then they came up to us the next year and they're like, Hey, would you guys host? <laughs> would you guys host it next year? <laughs> so we hosted the next year. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. But I was like, I, that was my only interaction with, with Norm ever, but he's, uh, he was, he was just so fucking cool yeah like yeah he like uh i know i've told the story before but uh when hey big boy was gonna come out march 17th it was saint patty's day and i was gonna do i used to do this thing called calling sick to work where i know it, yeah. i remember it and so yeah. we were gonna do a calling sick to work show so stay at home home orders kick in like the fucking 10th or whatever so yeah. no one's allowed out of their house and i get a i got a call from norm uh march 17th hey uh are we still doing this show today? <laughs> I was like, it's stay at home orders, Norm. He's like, okay. <laughs> that's how you want to do it. <laughs> oh, he was gonna join us from work? Like, he was just fucking around. Yeah. He said, what time is that? How long do you have somewhere to go? I have a uh, dentist appointment. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Uh we're, yeah, I'm I I got someone coming to scoop me up. So whenever What time, what time? How long have we been going? 
We should probably wrap it up. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, it's, they're coming in a few minutes. Yeah, um, yeah, I got a hole in my tooth that I got to go get looked at. Yeah, man. I sent a picture to my wife, and she was like, oh, "I'm taking care of this," and I was like, oh, "Okay, great." Um, uh, so, so funny. I keep so, telling my lady, "I'm like, please set me up with an Invisalign appointment." She takes care of it. Like, for she's real? Like, yeah. Oh, but yeah. at this point, what do you care? I don't know. I just I, I know so many people doing it. Like I so many people. And they're like, it's no big deal. You don't want it. So, don't want it. Really? It sucks. Invisalign sucks. Well, Leanne got it. I go, you're getting cosmetic surgery and you're doing your teeth? I go, who gives a fuck about your teeth? Dude, let's get your tits. Let's work with your tits. Yeah. Let's do your tits. Let's I'm fucking. I'm going to do my tits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like you already have a, you have a great smile. Yeah. It's I you. Know, no, it's just like, I don't know. I thought it was an easy way. To, I didn't know I could do that. No, you gotta everyone's wear, like, it's so, great. You're just so wearing everything. Invisalign, you got to put bumpers all over your teeth. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You get little bumpers. But I thought you don't. Are you sure about that? Um, is it maybe a different? I'm a hundred percent certain because my wife for the whole time for the whole time. But I thought wear, the whole point was invisible. It's not invisible. <laughs> it's it, it not invisible not, it, to me. <laughs> it should not be called Invisalign. Okay, it should be called what the fucks in your mouth align. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. All she right. got Invisalign. We're supposed to do a show with Sebastian Maniscalco, his wife, the owner of uh, what's Bert. Bert Backerman. Bert Baccarat? No, I don't know. I can't remember. But so. Bert Baccarat? <laughs> no, some Bert, Bert <laughs> okay. guy. He's got a restaurant here. Okay. supposed to do his big show for Sebastian. Sebastian's got like, it's a fucking big thing. Uh, it's got a cooking show on Food Network. Oh, yeah. And so we're going we're gonna to come out and we're in, we're, we're doing the show. And Leanne goes, I'm going to go get my Invisalign today. And I go, oh, cool. And so she shows up that day and she's like, it it was really uncomfortable and i go what the fuck are you doing with your mouth she goes what are you talking about oh, yeah. i said, I said hey we're that. about to go fucking <laughs> yeah. on tele we're making a television show you gotta get that shit out of your mouth she goes i start to wear it all the time and i go no 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 i go what the fuck's on your teeth she goes little bumpers they're driving me crazy i go they're fucking really noticeable and she goes you can see them i go you're talking like a fucking idiot i go yeah i go I, I so was, what happens when you pop it out then you got these fucking this is what you're you got bumpers all over your teeth. Where are the bumpers? All over your fucking teeth. Are you? Oh, I didn't realize. This. Oh yeah, they put. They don't, don't tell you them. that. I don't, they don't see tell you them. that. Yeah, you do. When yeah, I see do. people. Yeah, you do. People like I've had Invisalign. People have taken it out, and I've been like, oh wow, and they've like, I've been doing it for a year. Nope, it's okay. So towards the end, yeah. So you do like six months with bumpers, okay. and then they do six months without bumpers, and then you got to wear it at like when you sleep or something. Yeah, yeah. Look at those bumpers. They're so oh, fucking wow. noticeable. I did not know that. Because I was just worried about getting on stage and being able to speak. Everyone will be like, what's on your teeth? Okay. It's it's so distracting. that I, I mean, I don't know how long braces take, but like, I just assume do braces. I had them as a kid. Uh, I, I told them, I don't know why my parents didn't make me. I was like, do the top. I'm good with the bottoms. Like, I said I, that. I, I was I, in seventh teeth- grade. I'm like, I'm good with the bottoms. I'm like, all right. I almost got all my teeth on, uh, like, because I was like... uh uh, we were getting ready to do the movie, and I said, "I'm just gonna get my teeth because my, all my teeth are fake. They're all uh, bonded or crowned or or veneered. Everything because I get hit in the mouth with a baseball bat." So I said to my wife, "I'm just gonna get all new teeth. It's a very easy procedure for me because I've already got everything done." I'm nervous to do that. Well, that's so, I'm more nervous to do that than just straighten them a little bit because I don't want to look different. That is what I I feel like. I feel like what if, have, and if you don't like it when you have, there's no reversing that then you just gotta like uh, you know someone said this I, I this is not my thought someone said this and and i it stuck with me so bad because I, I didn't have a choice i got hit in the mouth of the baseball bat 
everything is corrective for me. Uh-huh. So like I have broken teeth all inside here yeah. that are covered up with these teeth. And by the way, these aren't the best teeth. Like they're, these are fragile because there's all, everything's fragile in my mouth. Yeah. But you've had that forever. I've had this since I was 11 years old. Right. So for me now, I've been in the public. I just, it just feel well, like all of a sudden I'm smiling. It's like. Type in, type in, uh, type in OJ Simpson. OJ Simpson's teeth are so aggressive. We talked about this recently, me and Tom. You think his teeth are the first thing that's going to come up? Or? <laughs> you think you should type in OJ Simpson teeth? So look at his, <laughs> look at his, look, look at his new teeth. Type in. Okay. Is it absurd? Oh, no, he's, he, he did an interview. So his old teeth were pretty normal. Okay. Go to that one. See these teeth. They don't, you're not supposed to be that white on that old of a man. Yeah. Like, and so like, it's kind of like, you don't notice someone with, with regular teeth. You don't know. They don't stand out that you just go, oh yeah, I never noticed their teeth. No one wants it's, you to say, have you seen that guy? Yeah. Have you seen his teeth? Like that's the nothing went. So when I was gonna get them all done, I told Leanne, and she goes, or Leanne's like, she want to get your teeth done, and, and she was like, no, you're not getting your teeth done. And I said, why? And she goes, because you're gonna look like a fucking guy who got some money and got his teeth done. And right. you're like, and she's like, and then you're not but gonna that's look what like it you. Is. Yeah. And I yeah. go, yeah, but they'll be all white. And she goes, yeah, but everyone already knows you. You got shitty teeth. Right, right. The teeth you got are the teeth you have. Right, Stick right, with right. the teeth you have. Right, right, right. Like, what are you gonna fuck? It? She goes, it, like, I have one like right here that's the. It shouldn't be this dark. So I can get that one fixed or yeah. I can get like this one's pretty yellow. I can get that one fixed, but to get all new teeth. Yeah. It all of a sudden you reek of someone that got brand new teeth. And every time you <laughs> smile, type in the cast of this and it's so distracting. You can't, all you can see is their fucking teeth. Who? Any, the, the cast of, uh, what's the, what's the remake of Yellowstone? The Yellowstone. Oh, 1890 something. 1896. It's supposed to be 1896. Everyone's <laughs> got the teeth. fucking perfect teeth. <laughs> I didn't start watching. I heard that one. How the fuck did you get to this, Halston? Halston, was that just? I typed in cast of 1986 show and nothing. Yeah, so I don't antiques. know. I don't know. Also, like that where they got to shave them down into like those spikes. Like, I don't know if I could handle that at all. The shaving. Why would, and- they, why would you let them take your perfectly good teeth? Yeah. Turn them into fucking posts and then put a fucking fake. It's someone but said everyone that. does it. Everyone, it's crazy in our industry anyway you it's know. crazy you got great teeth yeah i chipped this one i chipped on a fucking miller high life i have all things to chip it on i was i was bartending i made a joke and i swigged the beer for effect and it chipped my and i was i just looked at it and i was like it's all i see when i look at it but you, can, you can get that fixed i know but i'm also afraid to shave that down and then have like shorter teeth from the teeth i always knew you know what i mean like i'm just i'm just scared i don't know but then I got a space and I got, I don't know. I just, I'm just like, I, I just thought it was a very easy, simple way to correct my own natural teeth. So I was like, sure. You know, yeah. as opposed to getting fake teeth. No, you could, there's, there's Invisalign, uh, uh, not they're a sponsor of the podcast or they were at one point, but there's Invisalign alternatives. Yeah. Where that'll, that are, I think are better. That, but Well, we, one of them sponsors our podcast to do them. Yeah. Because yeah, like, but it's the same thing with like, hair implants so like someone told me they could get they're like hey, just so you know i'll just uh i can stem cell your head and it'll grow all new hair and i was like really and i told my wife she goes you, your hair looks fine what are we doing like what are you doing are you do you need to be the guy that looks like you've been through a lot of plastic surgery right, or right. can't you just grow old <laughs> right 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 and i was like i don't know i wouldn't mind a full head of hair yeah well no, you 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 don't you 
you barely wear a hat. I mean, you rarely don't wear a hat. Well, I know because I I don't want to fucking deal with my hair, and so I just I just wear hats. It's the easiest. Time. It's just easiest, and I like. I've always liked hats, and I like, and I love. I think I look cute in hats. Yeah, you look cute when you put. By on the way, your oh my god, I just I just realized I am the guy that wears hats a lot. Yeah, I gotta stop wearing hats. It's like when Josh. Uh, my mom used to tell me when I was little because I used to wear baseball hats all the time. She said that'll make you go bald, and I don't know to this day if that's true or not. She well, said it, your, your hair doesn't breathe. And it, I met Steve Garvey. He had a full head of hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Garvey. Wow. Steve Garvey. So. You ever see that clip on the internet of Brett? Uh, what's his name? George Brett talking about a shit he took and he didn't know he was miked. <laughs> oh, would we be able to play that without getting in trouble? Well, I don't know. We can play it. No. Dude, it's like it's like literally like batting practice, and that and he forgets that he's mic'd, and he's telling this guy about a shit he took, and then he's asking the guy about he's asking the guy about shits that he might have taken another baseball player, and the guy's like, yeah, and he's the guy's like inching away from him, and yeah. he's like, oh, I took a t- I took a shit one time. Then he tells then he starts just talking about the times he shit himself. And- Pardon. So left side. I shit my pants last night. <laughs> I did. Went out and had a great meal, just a great fucking meal. And I had to go to the bathroom so bad in the car. I'm going, travel, hurry up, man. I got a shit. Well, I had fucking shit in my pants. <laughs> I went. Just- he, he, he starts telling what he did. I'm good uh, twice a year for that. When was the last time you shit your pants? Yeah. Been a while? This I was in Vegas was so a couple years ago. Just an honest to God true story. <laughs> Staying at the Bellagio. I went over to the Mirage for dinner, met some friends of mine over there. Went to Kokomo, it's a great little steakhouse. The guy brings out some fresh crab legs. He just came in, I gotta give them to you guys. Brings I'm eating them. Then we go play gamble a little bit. So I had a tea time early in the morning. So I said, look, I gotta get going. I'm walking back to the hotel. I get three quarters of the way out of the lobby and all of a sudden I go, Oh fuck. <laughs> And I'm standing here like this. I got my butt pinched so fucking. I'm, I'm fucked. I can't move. All of a sudden, you know, felt all right. I went just like this. Water. <laughs> <laughs> I had some food poisoning from the crabs. Take off my leather jacket. Tied it around my waist. And I'm just standing there, and it's just running down my leg. I got jeans on, black bucks, no socks. And uh, I just start fucking walking. Every time I'm walking. Something's coming out. It's water. Straight fucking water. Then. This guy's trying to fucking stretch. You won't let him. Then I'm standing outside. I got my cell phone. And I call the guy. I said, Larry, you won't believe this. I'm standing outside the fucking Bellagio. I can't move. I got shit everywhere. I shit all over myself. And Larry's about a 48 waist. So he brings me over a pair of pants and, and some towels and some towels. And so he then he comes over and he meets me where I'm. I tell him where I'm standing. Okay. He finds the closest bathroom. When you go up the escalator, you go into the fuck. I can't get in the elevator. So so he goes in. He finds the closest bathroom in the lobby of the hotel. And then I get in the escalator, and he kind of pretends like he dropped something, so no one gets behind me. Tells me where it is. I go in there. He goes and gets the towel all wet for me, throws it over the fucking stall. I take off all my fucking clothes, just wipe off, leave my shoes, left my shoes, my pants, everything right there, the towels this right guy's there. Trying the to walk stall, away. And I'm walking barefoot <laughs> with my him. shirt and his pants that are 48 waist through the lobby like this at midnight. Got up in the morning, took the most perfect double tapered shit I've ever had in my life. <laughs> True story. <laughs> True story needs to turn around stuff. Put the pictures in this game. 
more. It cannot be more comedically timed. The guy can't get away from his shit story. He's walking toward the dugout. He's trailing him. That's the fucking greatest. That makes me like George Brett so much. It's unbelievable, right? Oh, what a great fucking story. I woke up the next morning. I don't even know what a double tapered shit is. I think it starts round and ends round. Really? <laughs> yeah, tapered. Yeah, like your pants. <laughs> I've never heard someone refer to the shit like that. Tapered is perfectly length. <laughs> woke up the next morning. Took the, it's so funny. True like, story. Who are the pitchers in this game? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm going to recreate this on, to, on, oh, on, on Fully Loaded. Just go up to Taylor Tomlinson. I just <laughs> shit my pants so bad the other night. When was the last time you shit your pants? <laughs> just was never. The, the guy's, guy's like, I right, think <laughs> yeah, like, he like, starts following him to the dugout. <laughs> that makes me like George Brett so fucking much. Oh, shit. Oh, all right. Let's get you out of here. Thank will you. Will you for- be able to show that or no? Who cares? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Nadal will figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, yeah, it's uh, it's fair right usage. Yeah. 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 Right? There's no music in it. No. No. It's George Pratt. Yeah. By the way, open in by George if you want to be a guest bear. Oh, wow. God, that would be fun to just talk about shit in your pants stories. The whole time. He's got them, it seems oh, like. <laughs> he shits his pants twice, <laughs> he, he he to, for it twice, twice a year. year. Twice a year. Yeah. I shit my pants a lot. Do you? I shit my pants. I shit my pants probably more than the average person. Like on the way to... And you don't make it, or like, uh oh, spaghettio. This is this is bad timing. Like, I'm uh oh, spaghettio. Like, I, I roll the dice a lot. Like, I oh, wow. uh, like I I'll I'll fart when I'm not sure it's just a fart. So it's on you, really. Yeah, it's really on me. This morning, I almost shit my pants because I wanted my coffee. Because I was like, I was like, I got up. I do press at like seven, so I got up at six thirty, six o'clock, made coffee, and as I'm making coffee, I go, I got to shit right now. I was like, God damn it. If this coffee was made just like 20 seconds earlier, it would be perfectly timed out. Sure. But now I'm waiting for the coffee and I'm holding it in mm-hmm. and I'm holding it. And I had to carry the coffee like this because I had to walk so fast. I couldn't hold it like this. Mm-hmm. I had to carry it like this. And I and I I waited too long and I, my shit was a half of a shit because I had I'd pushed it back so far. What happens then? You, do you just take off the, do you throw the clothes out? Are you putting that in the wash? No, no, I didn't shit my pants today. Oh, I, I got I got to the toilet, oh, okay. but it was half a shit because I had pushed it into me so much. Okay. So now I have another half of a shit inside yeah. me that I got to get rid of. <laughs> so it was, it would have been a huge shit. Actually today I thought to myself, I wish I shit longer. I wish I could shit. I wish the shit would come out of my ass for like a minute and a half. Instead of what happens is it explodes out of me. I push and it's almost like a bouncer kicking someone out at two in the morning. Yeah. Like a guy who's been talking shit. But I, I grab the shit by the back of the hair and rush it out the door and, and throw it. it out. Yeah. When, I, I, they, I, they don't want to hear anything. You, yeah, you're yeah. out. You're out. And I, and I, today I actually thought I want this to take long. I really enjoy shit. Yeah. And, uh, and I didn't. And, and I, well, I only had half a shit, but the worst I ever shit my pants was, uh, was tennis camp. I shit my pants really bad at tennis camp. I was playing this kid. I wish I remembered his name. Uh, his sister was really pretty. You you would go away to tennis camp? No, no, no. T- tennis camp was in Tampa. It was at Carrollwood. Okay. And so we were playing on the courts. And as the kid was walking up, I thought, I, I got to take a shit. And I, I, I remember thinking, I was sitting at the thing waiting for him to show up. And he wasn't there. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go take a shit. And as I got to take a shit, he was like, hey, you ready to play? And I was like, ah, I'll just play. I was like, I don't want to shit that bad. Right. And... 
and I started, I was winning, but it was like a good match. And then I was like, oh, I have to shit now. Tennis shorts? And tennis shorts, socks, Stan Smith's. What year? Tennis shirt. I must have been, uh, I must have been fifth grade. Oh, so these are tennis shorts. These are tight, like the short shorts. Tight, tight. Eight, yeah, 70 days. So I, I, I start playing and I'm playing good, but I'm, I have to shit so bad. And I, and I, and I didn't want to just go, Hey, I have to take a shit. Cause yeah. that's not the age where you can say that. Sure. So I just throw them, I throw the first set and I, and I just let him start winning and I'm like, great shot. And then I'm like, great shot, great shot again. Another ace. You're amazing. You're killing it. Oh, it's in the net. I'm, I'm having such a bad day today. And then I go, okay, I got to go run and use the restroom. And, and now I am like about to shit my pants and I go hauling ass. Uh, I don't know what Carol looks like anymore, but what it, the men's locker room used to be over by the pool. And so I go running into the men's locker room and it comes out the second the, I open the stall, I drop my tennis pants, and it starts coming out as I drop my tennis <laughs> pants, and I shit half in my tennis pants, oh, yeah. half on the seat. Oh. I sit in it. The tail of my shirt gets in it, Oh no! and it's in my socks. Oh, it's no. everywhere. I take off my shoes. I take off my I'm throwing. I'm gagging. Yeah. I take off my shoes and my socks. I throw my shoes over to the next stall. I get up. What's that door process? I'm just, I'm like, I'm like, we're, we're, like we're, a fucking we're grenade? no, we're resetting. What if there's someone, getting, what if there's someone in that stall? There's no one in the men's locker room. <laughs> okay. There's no one's men's locker room. Right. I throw my shoes over to the top, over the top of the next stall. And I, and I call it a wash. I walk away from all this shit all over everything. And I, I have, I leave my pants. I leave my shirt. I'm like, fuck this. But you just I, leave it there. So I have nothing. So I have nothing. No, no, I throw the shit. I might have thrown the shirt and pants in the thing, but I leave the shit all over the toilet. Okay, sure. I have now one clean sock that I'm doing the best to clean myself up with. I get in the shower. I'm, I'm rinsing shit off me. I'm totally naked. All I own at this point are a pair of Stan Smiths. Okay? The shirt and pants are gone. I don't have them. Underwear, gone. And you're a kid. And I'm, I'm 10 years old. I'm oh, guessing man. 10 years old, 12 years old. And I go and I start jiggling men. I have no clothes. I have no clothes. You're trying to tell me you're trying to loot a locker. I'm jiggling lockers and and i and and a lot of them were open this is the fucking 80s yeah and we i didn't find, lock our lockers in the 80s i find a pair of men's uh tennis pants and a shirt and i fucking put them on i went out and finished the fucking match i used one of my shoelaces to tie the fucking pants around my stomach and i finished the fucking what match. did the people that saw you before you went into the restroom think? i have no idea you came out I came out in with a, like in a man's outfit. I came out. I'll I tell you, that doesn't with, look like what happened. What it, looks what, like what happened is I, something a bit more ominous. I, th- I want to say I must have thrown the match and been like, I, I can't play anymore. Okay. Whatever. I can't. I can't really remember. All I remember is I was. I remember being humiliated. I've had two th- moments like this in my life. One was in a speedo, and one was in that was this. And uh, I remember my. I was devastated. I was humiliated. I, I, I might have gone back in, and tried to clean stuff and yeah. bring it back out like i might have tried to wash my shirt i don't remember everything but i do remember being in men's pants and i my mom picked me up i'm like face like this and i get in and this is i love my mom very much but she was not sometimes she was not very connected okay i'm in someone else's clothes i'm i smell like shit yeah and she goes how was your day and i went i remember it just fell apart i go how was my day I'm not even in my clothes. Look at me, mom. And I was like, how was my fucking day? What the fuck are you talking about? I'm a fucking belt. There's one of my shoes out of my shoelace. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? I have no socks on. I look like I was sexually assaulted. What the fuck? How was my day? How was your day? I remember just being like devastated. I just hope someone's listening right now and is like, that's where my fucking pants went. 
dude. We had gone through a McDonald's run the, the week before, and we had all eaten a lot of McDonald's, and and we were mashing up McDonald's with uh with White Castle, and we were making ultimate burgers with White Castle and McDonald's inside them with sometimes with fried Fun. chicken. It was so fucking good. But we do it the night we we go we have a great night. We were drinking, we're partying, we barbecue, we eat McDonald's late night. I go to bed, I wake up at like six in the morning, and I have to shit. Now I'm I'm 48 years old, 47 years old. I'm a grown man. I have to shit. And I have to shit immediately. And I make the decision not to shit on my bus, but to go into his house to take a shit in his downstairs bathroom. You can't shit on the bus, right? I can't shit on the bus. Right. I never, no one's ever shit on the bus. Right. So I go downstairs. I go back to the bathroom. And as I oh, go no. to take my pants off, it comes out everywhere. I remember distinctly thinking, one, now I no longer have a pair of pants. I don't have pants. Sure. But I remember looking at shit all over that. Ba- I mean, I shit everywhere it came out like a fire hose and i remember thinking the only time i ever felt this way was when i i fell off a waterfall and i had to get myself out of a 200 foot ravine on my hands and knees and i thought i can't do this i remember looking at the shit everywhere going i can't do this this is going to be a long fucking morning wow i've got to clean all this shit up and i have gag reflexes yeah and i was looked and i was like i'm and i was like i want how my- much shit was that an insurmountable amount of Just- shit just insane i mean in what was, in what form was it, it? water it was shit oh. on the wall oh. on the on the toilet underneath the toilet in the back it was it was everywhere and it was on me and it was my pants are gone i now have no pants no pants i didn't wear a shirt and no pants i'm naked and i'm like okay I, I remember thinking the only other time i felt like this was when i thought i broke my back and i had to climb hands and foot out of a ravine 210 feet and i remember i remember thinking I can't do this. I need my right. mom right now. Right, right. I need someone to fix this for me. <laughs> I shit. I shit all over the wall in Aspen. I got food. I got food poor. What motion? Whatever sickness or air altitude sickness. And I, I took a shit. As I started to shit, it smelled so bad. I started to throw up. I started to shit. I leaned into the I, toilet. I have a week. I, I have week. Yeah. I, I, I can start gagging right now. So yeah. I'm just trying to. Yeah. As I throw up, it comes out the other end and hits the wall. I then no. I then give up. I just walk away. My mom, my sister, my sister's my mom, my wife, and my kids are there, my dad. I, I get in the shower. I throw up in the shower a few times. I then, and totally naked, I walk into a bedroom, and I tell my wife, I go, Leanne, I need you to come in here. I'm sick to my stomach. I And I, I go, she goes, what's the matter? I said, I need your help. She said, what's the matter? I said, well, I took a shit in there, and I think I shit all over the wall. And Leanne looked at me. She goes, I'll go get your mom. <laughs> <laughs> no way. And my mom came no. in. She said, mom, I need your help. I think I should have. What about in your friend's house, though? What happened? I cleaned it up. Does I he know? To, he doesn't know to this day. He doesn't know? He doesn't know. Holy. But why he are you trying know. to protect him? Because I don't why want Why couldn't it. you say his name? Oh, you don't want him to know. I don't want him to oh, know. Oh, you don't want him to know. You're not protecting want, him. I'm You're protecting, protecting me. You. <laughs> oh, okay. Even with all these details, he could figure it out. Oh. Or, or he better hope that it's someone else. But it yeah, because was, let me ask you this. You didn't have access to the proper cleaning products, did you? Uh, I had a bathroom. Now, okay. listen, my memory is always bad. Whatever I had in that bathroom, I had. Okay. Almost certain, if you ask him, he would probably say to, say to anyone, around that week, my mom did say she was missing a set of towels. No way. I'm almost certain <laughs> I used a full set of towels and just like, like, like threw it over like an oil stain and just fucking sl- it was so aggressive it was so it's the worst all i thought was i'm back at tennis camp 
I'm naked and yeah. there's shit all over everything. We did a live what uh, a live uh, hey babe, yeah. And and someone raised a hand to tell us they were shit stories. Girl raised their hand. We called her the shit queen after that. She raised her hand. This is what she did. She was in a boyfriend's house and uh, the family was there and she was nervous that she had to go to the bathroom. Follow this. She didn't want to go in there because she just didn't want them to know she was going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So she went into a bedroom, took a shoebox, shit in a shoebox, oh, shit in a shoebox. Oh, I love this girl. <laughs> Instead of using the bathroom, she shit in a shoebox, closed it, put it in a bag, tied the bag up with the food. And then she walked outside, went to the garbage and put her shit in the garbage pail instead of going into the bathroom. She shit in the shoebox. Was she hot? I don't remember what she looked like. I'm guessing not. I don't remember. I mean, either that or a fucking savage. I mean, it was noble. What like everybody was like, "Wow, that's respect." But that's fucking. I can't, can't imagine just shitting in a shoebox. I'm not good with that. I don't go into public. I shit restaurants. on a pizza box to win an election. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm pretty good with that. <laughs> Yeah. I won't even go into public restrooms, actually. I love public restrooms. Nah, One of my favorite things no, in the I world is when you sit down on a toilet and someone has just been sitting on it and it's still warm. You're a psychopath that I thought I knew you. <laughs> I love that's it. The, that's the most, that, what you just said to me is the, one of the best things <laughs> is literally a torturous nightmare situation. Oh. One of the worst things. It's actually my, my, my most hated thing. I don't like going and sitting in a movie theater seat that's still warm. Oh, my God. A bus seat, a, a subway seat. You want to, they're flesh. I love it. Was it was just on that while they were squeezing out. Well, I know that it's skin to skin. It's like a handshake. Oh, God. No. <laughs> it's the fucking now, if, if, if The one or the few times, the few times in my life where it was do or die, and I absolutely had to. I don't even like to go into pee. I hold my pee in. I, go, I cuff my cuffs up into here. If I have to even step in, everything's wet, and I won't stand right in front of the urinal. I'll just stand back like a foot. I don't care. and just hope because it's, it's always a puddle right below it. Oh. Like you know, we I'm like this. We have we there have was, piss and shit all over us. We don't even know. And then you walk in your house. You don't take your shoes off. Now it's in your house. Now you know. Now now you now 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 you sit down. Now it's on your now it's now it's on your clothes. You know. And now you bring the clothes into bed. I don't know, man. I don't do it. But the toilet looks like a mummy when I had to shit. And I just take the one full roll is committed to wrapping the toilet. <laughs> I just take one roll, make sure there's two, take one roll. And I just do like five minutes of work in it. So that I'm sitting <laughs> on, death. I'm sitting on a 100% wrapped, fully wrapped toilet. For real? Swear to God. Oh, I raw dog uh, it every time. No. I raw dog what it. about like uh, just disease and shit? No, what on my ass cheek? Uh, dude, what about your, what about the dick in the front? Oh, I've had my dick touch the, Oh no, 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 no. Are you fucking nuts? I, I I I make it so that you it's just touching Scott tissue. Oh no, no, I don't give a shit. I'll spit oh, I'll you spit, gotta you got an open pee hole there, this man. This is gonna sound horrible. I spit on the toilet seat and I'll wipe off the spit and then it's all my Oh god, oh god, oh god, you're misinformed. That's not cleaning the seat. <laughs> Oh God! I remember taking. Who who else does that? I think everyone, right? No, 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 no! no. How can you? How can you possibly be comfortable with that scenario? Well, you just how just spitting on it in there? Oh my God! This is my new life. This is my new reality. It's like when a guy. So you have no problem. You have no problem. And then is there somebody right next to you? You can still shit. Oh yeah! You just let loose, and they hear you go like you just. I've, take, I've, I've talked about this before. I think I said it on my special. I took a shit. I've taken twice in my life, once in Japan and once in uh, Denver, Colorado. I took a shit that was so bad, the guy in the stall next to me threw up. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to oh God. God. 
I swear to God. No. I swear to God. No. I swear to God. No. I swear to God. The one in Denver, the one in Denver was so bad. We had been drinking all day, and in the morning we had had a beer with an egg and a raw egg in it. Oh god! And so I drank that, and and we had just ordered pizza. We were doing a pilot for Travel Channel called "It's Five O'clock Somewhere," and I said, "I got to take a shit. This is going to be bad. I can feel it." I went into the bathroom. I wish I knew the bar. And as I went to shit, I started shitting, and I heard the guy next to me go, huh? "What the fuck did you eat? Huh? Who is that?" And I- <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Oof. I remember. I, well. I drive heave when I see drive heave. Oh, I, and then oh my god, that's that's god off. I mean, I hate when I go in there and guys are just like just 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 no no respect for anything. What? How do you how are you supposed to silently shit? I guess I don't know. That's a good point. But like, but like, if I see feet right there or whatever, I I don't think I could do it. Oh, for real? And then and then by the way, like, don't we exit together? And I'm and I I know it's your you. I'm looking, at, looking at you. I know. I'm looking at your shoes. Everybody knows who you are. Like I know who you are. Like it's so weird to not know you, but know what you just did in that stall. I got off a plane one time from Ireland. We were doing a Jameson comedy tour, and I was I was I, I, that morning. I almost missed the flight because we had been out at a strip club the whole night before. And that I got on the plane. I drank the whole flight first class. And this is back when I didn't fly first class. Whole class first class leather jacket hoodie on headsets in i have these great noise reduction headsets and uh big big fry uh fry uh engineer boots jeans hood gray hoodie leather jacket sunglasses drunk as fuck i have to shit so bad it's all the food from ireland from the dinner before is about to come out of me i'm not shitting on this plane i'll ruin this plane i get we're in atlanta i walk this is right after that hurricane hit downtown atlanta i walk right in go off the plane backpack on into the bathroom sit down and shit so loud and so aggressively (laughs) i can hear it through my noise reduction headsets i'm still listening to wilco and i hear i hear (laughs) so loud that i take off my my headsets to hear if anyone's laughing and i hear a woman's voice are you okay in there? Oh, no. I walked into the women's bathroom. <laughs> I was shitting in the women's bathroom. I didn't. I was so drunk, I just walked into oh, the first shit. bathroom uh. and started shitting in the women's bathroom. And then I just had to put my hoodie back on and pretend I was a WNBA player. And just walk out <laughs> like, sorry, it was rough. You ever piss yourself? Uh, like, yeah. But like full strike piss. Like not a little bit. Like not some dots. But like I can't hold it in anymore. Like physically your body will not allow you to hold it in anymore. It only happens to me when I hold my breath. Okay. If I hold my breath or I'm out of breath, I'll piss myself. Like if I'm on the treadmill and I run uh, and like say I run at like uh, an 11 for one minute, I start pissing myself immediately. Really? Yeah. And I, sometimes I'll, I'll like hop off. And it'll just start coming out, and I'll just pull my pants to the side, and I'd rather piss on the floor than in my pants. There's yeah. a video. There's actually a video of me. I don't know where it is. But there's a video of me when we we did that first Hot Summer Nights tour, yeah. and I did I did a run. I did a. We were doing seeing who could race. Was we had the place all night, so we were just doing fucking sprints to see who could was the fastest. And I sprinted as hard as I could. No joke. My cousin Andrew can attest. As I got done. I pulled my pants to the side and just started pissing like a racehorse. Yeah. Like just started it's, coming out. It's so I've, I've only been in one situation where I was like on a bus or something. It's actually gets physically painful. I was right. Oh, you're talking about when riding. you got to pee. See, 
Yeah, like, but, but I, I, no, because I thought I was going to piss myself and I made it in time. Yeah. But I pissed like I never pissed in my life. But if you hold it back so much, you can only hold it back so much. And then when yeah. it's full, it's going to come out no matter what. And I was like holding it so much that it was shooting pains inside of me. But I had to piss myself on the show for real. We did this bit on the show. I got punished and they put me in an escape room with five other people. And it, we locked it. We're in there for an hour. And then the first like minute I had to piss myself. And then we were locked in the escape room. And then I had to like just look for clues and help to escape when my pants were completely oh my, pissed. Oh, you pissed yourself in the escape room? Uh, yeah, I had to on purpose. So like beforehand, they would just give me beers and waters and iced oh, teas and, and stuff. And then they put you in the escape room. And then room. I go into the escape room. No joke. I was wearing like linen pants and they had to make sure I had to pee. Like the, I did it with one group and I couldn't pee. I couldn't because your body doesn't want you to pee either. Yeah. There's a real weird psychological thing when you're trying. Like my pants are on. Like I can't do it. Yeah. So they got rid of that group and I went, I kept drinking, drinking, drinking. And then I felt it and I got in there and they locked the thing and they're like, welcome to the, like it's a real escape room. These people are real people. And then I just had to like talk to them for five minutes. Like I was part of the group and then just stand there and go, Oh no. And then I fully pissed my pants and dude, I pissed so much because once you, that's it. Once you start, I drank so much. I pissed so much. I was standing in a puddle of my own piss. I just, Oh my God. And it smelled like piss. And my pants were, it was tan linen pants. They were stuck to my leg on both legs all the way down. Are you serious? Yeah. And then the people like, like I, they were, they almost were like, all right, don't worry about it. Like, you know, they were like, oh, and they didn't, and they, no, no. So they were, they like, didn't want to like, cause it's really, I guess it was mortifying and they didn't want to like, like one lady was like, oh no, no. But then the rest were like, all right, just, just, just don't worry about it. And we, for one hour, for one hour, I stayed in the escape room with pissed pants, helping them solve the clues to get out. Oh my God. Yeah. And it was so funny. Like I had to purpose, like walk out to people and be like, I'm talking about like, I think, I think you turn this to the right. And my pants are soaked in piss. It stinks like piss in there. And I had to really piss. Yeah. Oh my God. It was terrible. It was terrible. Oh, it was so disgusting. That's- then it gets all cold after a little while. Oh yeah. 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 And yeah. Then, then you smell like that kid in like, preschool that smelled like piss god damn it it's it was really actually embarrassing like even though you know you're doing it for comedy you feel really mortified really is there's something innate innately shameful about it about pissing yourself yeah in front of people like that and just like you know how people are even like have a hard time at the urinal peeing if other people are there you ever hear that oh i have that yeah, yeah. all right yeah, so yeah, yeah. so the, imagine like just pissing yourself in front of like five people you don't know and then looking at you it's like it felt like a very very like weird thing yeah I think this is a perfect way to end two bears <laughs> yeah. pissing shit. I think that's our, I think our fans are going to love this. Yes. Hey, th- thank you for doing this, man. I really appreciate I it. I loved it, man. I yeah. And, to do it. and so thank you for you. doing fully loaded. Oh, for I, can't wait, dude. It's going to be a blast. It's yeah. going to be a blast. I promise. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so this will be out by, before then, or I don't know when this is going to be out, but what do you have coming up? Everything's <laughs> on sale right now. There's like 20, 30 cities right now. Savile count comedy.com. Dude. Uh, I'm glad I know you. Ah, you're sweet. Thank you. Same, babe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's good talking to you. <laughs> I love you. Love you. Bert and Tom. Tom and Bert. One goes topless while the other wears a shirt. Tom tells stories and Bert's the machine. There's not a chance in hell that they'll keep it clean. Here's what we call Two Bears One Cave. No scripts, a bit of booze, amateur protology. Dirty jokes, raunchy humor, no apologies. Here's what we call Two bears, one cave.